<laughs> so the doctor said, fuck me. Hey, buddy, can you read lips? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck me. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> That's what I said. Um, hello. Holy shit, we're starting off right. <laughs> How is everyone this fine evening? Well, Tony's doctor sounds satisfied. Yeah, I always leave him with a tip. Sometimes just a tip. Sometimes it's all you can afford. <laughs> Sometimes it's all I got. I'm gonna come on you like nobody's ever gonna come on you. Fucking you let Matt, you let Magnum say his piece. Speaking of running bits into the ground, <laughs> I haven't had time to pull new fucking audio, man. Yeah, with Magnum doesn't have to come on every episode. I mean, really? Like I heard today, I heard, yes, he does. I heard the end of Bash at the Beach '94, where Hogan is celebrating his title win, and he's talking about riding tiger sharks. Come on, brother. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, dude. I'm going to ride a tiger shark, dude. Where are you going to be, Mean Gene? He's like, I'm going to be right there with you, Hulkster. Yeah, we're going to ride some tiger sharks and Heather Clem, bitches. <laughs> if they're riding tiger sharks, you know he's on the sideline, like, holding on to a manatee or a dolphin. Like, yeah. Gene is not riding a tiger shark. Fuck, you're at the brute. Gene is. Gene's the problem. Don't be oh. fooled. Yeah, Gene was a fucking piece of work, huh? Oh my god, that Legends House fucking Holy shit. at like nine in the morning. Is is Legends House still on like the cock? You could still watch it. Oh, yeah, it's great. Oh, highly recommended, people. Yep. If you have not seen Legends House, you must go back into the archives and check so, it out. Amazing television. Gene, mean Gene was the innovator of the I have a piece of bubblegum stuck on my pants, and it's actually his ball sack <laughs> a hole, so girls would try and pick it off for him. He might have innovated it, but I perfected it. So. <laughs> no, you didn't, because the girls would touch the gum, and then they'd have to call a 1-900 number to figure out how to get it out. <laughs> 1-900-909-GUM. This gum. Two M's. Cost you one ninety nine a minute, and children, please get your parents' permission. <laughs> call now. How to get the gum off of my jeans. <laughs> Press 1 if you want to use your mouth. <laughs> Press two Jesus. if you want to use your fingers. Press three if you're a feet gal person. <laughs> Fucking scheme, Gene. Holy shit. Holy shit is right. What's this four-time champion you got going on there, bud? Well, we'll get to picks later. <laughs> we will. We will. Um, we got a big, big, I don't know. Is it a big show? Well, it's a, I think it's a. I think as the show progresses, it's going to get significantly bigger. All right. Oh. As opposed to, say, Dynamite, which starts off hot and gets progressively smaller. Dude. Brother. Ride of Manatees, <laughs> dude. That synchronized brother <laughs> could only be as good as the synchronized Sassafras from last week. Poor <laughs> JR. He'll be doing well. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he does the bubblegum trick every chance he gets. Oh, does he ever? <laughs> it's easier with basketball shorts on. <laughs> yeah, he's at his at a fucking Publix and just his basketball shorts, his flip flop, <laughs> some dumb Oklahoma t shirt. The big OU on it. Yeah. Arr. 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 
Excuse me, excuse me, young lady. I see, I seem to, I see, I seem to get a piece of trident stuck in my crotchal area. You think you can <laughs> give me a handle with this? Hold on, let me let me put one of these mints in my mouth. So you think you think when he goes like to like Publix, he's wearing the cowboy hat? Like that's twenty four seven with him now? No cowboy hat, but he's definitely wearing some kind of Oklahoma football fucking t shirt. Oh, for sure. The, yeah, the, I don't know about the hat though. The question I have is is when he's out there shopping, you think he's he's on a on a jazzy? You think he's rocking one of those those hover rounds? <laughs> hey, sweetie, come sit in my lap and see the first thing that pops up. <laughs> well, pop a wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't the only thing that's popping her. Hundred percent. He one hundred percent drive rides one of those fucking things around. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, he only has two hands. How many bottles of crown can you pick up? Living his best life. <laughs> I hate that yes, phrase. I hope we're living our best lives. We're going to have a fun night. We got Can You Beat That? If you want to see a dead body, you should be watching. Because <laughs> uh, the former champion who never lost is back, and he's going to take on the current champion who has lost. Yes. Uh, Mike and Christian Two-time Rocker. champ Mike Peterson. Two. Two-time. So we're like WCW. Yeah, you got to come here for your dead bodies. You're not going to see them on Long Island anymore. Uh, local Shit. news. I like that. Do, 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 do. I thought you were going to make an over-the-edge joke. Um, <laughs> her. her. What's worse, uh, an over-the-edge joke or Tony Khan in a cowboy hat? What, was he wearing a cowboy hat? Oh, my God. Was he ever? Saturday Night of Collision? Oh, we got we got lots to talk <laughs> about then tonight. You got to find an image of fucking Tony Khan in a cowboy hat. Holy shit, does it give a new definition to cocaine cowboy? Was he grinding his teeth in the photo? I don't know what he was doing. Oh, man. We got pay-per-view picks to talk about. We got Dark Side of the Ring to talk about. Fuck yeah. I hate to say the 35th anniversary of a senseless wrestling murder, but it is. So we can talk about that. Wait, Nancy Argentino died 35 years ago? Oh, Bruiser Brody, buddy. Oh. <laughs> when did Nancy when did Nancy kick the bucket? 83, no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit, that's date? like 40 years ago. Yeah, well, what's the date? Who gives a shit? Oh, <laughs> you brought her up. You said it was an anniversary of a death. I'm sorry it was a the me- first thing that popped into my head. Meaning- meaningless death. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I'll do all due respect. What? I, I, look, man, if Nancy Argentina doesn't know how to climb down a fucking cliff, that's not on me, bro. Stop wearing fucking sandals to go rock climbing, brother. Holy shit. Okay, brother. Brother. I'll give you a push, brother. It's a fair point. Yeah, I can't argue it. So that's all next here. What are we? Episode 646. Of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live in high definition video and available on all podcasting and streaming platforms. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com. And become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. And now, it's time for the Shining Wizards. 
Tune in live to episode 646 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Coming to you live on social media and going with you wherever you go on each and every one of those streaming and podcasting platforms. We got three people in the house. It's time to get to some wrestling talk. Uh, talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. Handsome, Kevin. Boys, welcome back. Episode 646. I want to send a special thank out to the uh, Bangladesh Sean Ross app. For giving- <laughs> <laughs> I saw it too. <laughs> I don't know how I missed it the first go around. <laughs> You're not talking about the dude with the teeth, right? Like, oh. I'm about the, dude with the, the dude that looks like Sean Ross Sapp <laughs> from Bangladesh. I think he's the dude that holds the sign in front of his face. Did you listening to the Chiming Wizards? <laughs> Are they? Are they actually, Tony? Are they actually from? Is it Bangladesh? Oh yeah, those those. That's the greetings from Bangladesh boys. <laughs> love it, absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know uh, what? I think that's my favorite because they just seem like they're having so much fun. You know what I mean? Like, and I enjoy the gales. As do I. I feel like it's an episode of Special Victims Unit where, like, right <laughs> now they're in their cages in some shoddy. Like Russian neighborhood in New York City. <laughs> New York on. City? No, dude, they're in the motherland. What are you talking about? We've all had some special victims. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rape, 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 rape. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> if you know, you know. Just got I... to find the jizz. <laughs> you know, when I used to work in downtown Manhattan, I would see them filming out in front of the 100 Center every once in a while. Like, you'd see, like, dude, like, the days of Jack McCoy, where they, like, have their little banter outside and then get in a cab and take off. Oh, yeah. They were always filming out there. I love it. Love it was cool, man. SVU favorite version of Law & Order. No, I love the original. Original Law & Order is my favorite, dude. So many characters. Logan, Briscoe, McCoy, Schiff, Miss Kincaid, Claire Kincaid. How could you go wrong? Fucking great show. I mean, Stabler and Benson. Come on, dude. Munch. Oh, is the munch? Yeah, that that's the guy that Hogan choked out, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> no, he did not have it coming. So I always have uh, uh, the Observer and Twitter open on the, my laptop over here. I apologize. 
Well, it's just open just for updates. But on the wait, you mean machine. you don't use Facebook for your wrestling news? <laughs> no, I refuse. Thank you, though, for Womp womp. I understand what Conrad Thompson does, right? He Her. <laughs> All right, what did he do? How, how many of the, honestly, how many of these guys is he going to get to do Tuesday with the Taskmaster? I know you're in on this, uh, Hansel Kevin. <laughs> yeah, you bet your balls I am. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan has, a, has his own. He's got, a, I guess it's brand new. It starts tomorrow. What what could what could be better? I don't know. Look, I think a lot of like, I think Foley's one might be my favorite with of the Conrad vehicles because I think Foley does a great job in telling stories and his recall is amazing. Right. I'm out, Pritchard. I'm out on a because now he's back at the WWE and he says nothing of importance, and now he definitely defends everything the WWE does. Nah. No, I'll be honest, man. Like, I still listen to Pritchard. He's like the only one I think I still listen to. Really? Have Not you tried with any the... great regularity, but like, if I see something that comes up and I'm like, I'll tune in. I like listening to Pritchard. I think for me, it just depends on what the topic is. Like with all of them, it just depends on the topic. If, if oh, I, yeah, if I I'm not you. interested in the topic, I'm just because like, I they just did like King of the Ring '95, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm in. I'll listen to King of the Ring 95. No yeah, problem. With, was that the one with Mabel? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That was recent. Yeah, that was a good episode. Interesting to me. I, but the I, other shit, I just don't I don't listen shit. to Shivani. I don't listen to Bischoff. I don't listen to Foley. I don't listen to any of them. Foley's just, good, man. You should give Foley a try. This is also only on ad-free shows. My apologies. This is well, not... he's got a shitload on ad-free shows now. Like yeah, a shitload. Doesn't he have sign up? Doesn't he have one that he does with some referees? Like Mike Kyoto's got one, Mike too? Kyoto, yeah. Yeah. Something with uh, him and they do something with Rebel. Of course. It's, yeah, I bet you Shivani's involved with that, too. Where they, uh, they're they doing. The, what about the Jeff Jarrett vehicle? You like the Double J vehicle? I listened to a few. I thought it was fine. Just not my cup of tea, I guess. I don't know. Right, with you. What do we got? The, the false finish. Tuesday oh. with the I used to listen man. to Arn. I liked Arn Anderson's. And then after a while, I was just like, eh. Eric fires back the book with David Crockett Monday mailbag with Mike Kyoto and Nick Patrick. That's a lot. Like, I, I was, I was part of ad free shows for a minute. You know, never... is this, do you have the information? Is this going to be, this is exclusive on ad free. This isn't, you know, wait a couple weeks and it'll be up wherever you get your podcast. The taskmaster. Uh, according to Twitter it is only available on ad free shows. How much does he get for the ad free shows? Uh, let's see the enhancement talent, $9 a month. You get early and ad free access to over a dozen of your, uh, favorite wrestling podcasts. Plus all episodes on video, full archive library of podcasts, submit questions for the podcast, 30 bucks a month, 30, 30, 30. you get everything early and ad free. You get Tuesday with the Taskmaster, the false finish with Conrad Thompson, Ask Conrad, title chase, Eric Fires back, conversations with Conrad, the insiders with Conrad Thompson, the book with David Crockett, Monday mailbag with Mike Kyoto and Nick Patrick, monthly bonus episodes, tons more, plus monthly premium watch longs events with wrestling legends, JR's 900 radio show and WCW 900 hotline tapes. All Starcast stage shows, videos, and audios. Episode bonus: ten percent off of boxofgimmicks.com. Discord access. Hmm. You get a lot for thirty bucks. 
But is yeah, it, it is it too much though? It is. You there's uh, look, if you have the time, right? Cuz I did I did that tier for a couple months cuz you also were getting like all the show notes. Mm, so I was like, okay. "Oh, I'll just copy and paste these and use them if we ever do one of these shows. <laughs> I don't have to go through all the fucking wrestling observer archives and shit." But their the, the fucking content is just pumped out daily. I don't know how any of these guys keep up on it. If you're a yeah. fan, like how are you not unless you have a job that allows you to sit at a desk or at your home office with your your earphones in for fucking 15 hours a day? Yeah, it's like, damn so, how could you possibly finish it? You just can't. You So can't. I tweeted I tweeted out the oh. other day. No, someone had shared there was the AEW put out a graphic. Dynamite on Wednesday, Rampage on Friday. Collision Saturday, Battle of the Belts right after Collision. And my tweet was, is this too much wrestling? Oh, and I bet you you got shit on for it. Oh, my God. People cut, came after me. You don't have to watch it all. Just watch what you like. I said, that wasn't. I, I'm, I'm not. I think I'm like, I think you like I would respond to people like I think you missed the question. On Twitter? No. Is this too much wrestling? It's not. Do I is is it is there ever a thing in my world where there's too much wrestling? No. Can I watch all the wrestling that I want to watch? No. I just don't have the time. But I don't think there's anything as too much wrestling. Well, isn't that? I mean, that's kind of just oversaturating the market. That's that would be the issue there because that's kind of what that's kind of what UFC did, right? UFC they just you you used to be able to get the monthly pay per view and and maybe on every other month you get an extra on ESPN or Fox or whatever it was where you get you know free show. But now it's like, I mean, there, you can get UFC every fucking week. So it, it, you, you miss one. It's not a big fucking deal. They, they just oversaturated their own market. And I don't I don't know that they are as big as they once were. I mean, maybe they're bigger. I don't know the exact numbers, but it doesn't feel like if you miss one, it doesn't feel like a big deal that you missed it. Yeah, I, I, it was just look, I was just curious, like if you're an AEW fan and you just watch AEW, you're committed to two hours Wednesday night this week. One hour Friday night, three hour Saturday night. Like that's a lot for just a normal for a normal person that works a forty hour work week. Maybe they have a significant other. Like, I just don't. How do you find time to watch all this wrestling without alienating your friends and your family? Like, I just don't get how people do it. They probably don't have any friends or family. And- like, I don't know. I can't keep up, dude. My goal, like, I'm dead set on watching the G1, and there's a really good chance that that's the only wrestling I watch for, like, the next five weeks. Like, it was a motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker pulls a Tootsie Pop? He's, he's the donk. He's the doctor. He's got them all over the it's place. It's a blow pop. I went, to the, I went to the carnival on Friday, threw five bucks down on the candy wheel, and I fucking hit on the first try. So I took the, I took the box of fucking... <laughs> Took the, pop, the box of blow pops. I still got about forty six blow pops upstairs. <laughs> They're good, man. They're cherry. Who doesn't like cherry? Huh. They're all cherry. You got a box that there's not assorted. They're all fucking. No, cherry. it was either that or like Swedish fish. And I'm just like, I eat five or six Swedish fish, and I can't shit for a week. So, yeah, <laughs> Swedish fish fucking get me all fucked up. What? All right, I'll enjoy the fucking blow pop. Oh, I am. 
so I just I'm just I was just curious like I how do people juggle both things right it's how I don't understand it's not easy by any stretch I mean I usually I I always watch raw I will always watch dynamite on Wednesdays uh the the Friday night bullshit I'm past I DVR collision I mean, like it's, but it's still going back and trying to catch up on all the shit. What's also trying to watch what I currently am I'm watching for, you know, the year of Duke and Rogue and stuff like that. Like it is, it's fucking tough. Like, and sometimes it, there's just so much of it. You get, you get a little bit exhausted on it. You're like, okay, I can't, I can't watch this right now. <laughs> I got to yeah, no. see something else. Look, man, I was, so I recorded Bread Club with Kieran this morning, this afternoon, whatever you want to call it. And it's the first two nights of the G1 are done. So that I wanted to watch night one and night two. I watched like half of night one last night and I couldn't keep my fucking eyes open. And I was like, let's just, let's just call it like it is now. And I'll just try and play catch up in the morning. And I got through both nights, but man, that last like hour of the second night of the G one, I'm like fucking like stressing, watching the clock. I'm like, I got to get this in. It was not enjoyable for me to watch. (laughs) <laughs> and I had to sit through a fucking almost 20 minute evil match at the tail end of that too. I wanted to fucking just poke my eyes out. Hmm. You made it though. Yeah, I did make it. Cause I want to watch the G one. It's just hard. Like if I didn't have to do the bread club this morning, like I would have just avoided spoilers and just caught up as it goes. Cause it's not every day. It's like two and then a couple two days off and then two days on and two days off. So I could catch up there, like with like, like collision, like if you miss it Saturday, like for me, like it's, I can't, I can't go back and catch up because I already haven't seen dynamite and I haven't seen rampage. Well, is, I mean, me. I don't, I don't, is there a hardcore audience for rampage? Sure. Yeah. It's not, okay. it's not, it's not enough, but they're out there. Gotcha. They drew their their lowest rating of 2023, 310,000 viewers Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I just I can't. I don't know. The the Friday that Friday hour hour block is just it just has, I it doesn't have anything for I no interest whatsoever. SmackDown and Rampage or just Rampage? Uh, I'll, usually I'll catch SmackDown. At least, at least the last hour of it just depends. I mean, Friday nights we usually when we go out to dinner, my wife and I we usually get back around seven thirty ish. So I'll pop on the last uh, bit of SmackDown. Uh, unless I'm, uh, what do you mean? What time go? As soon as I get home, I get home seven thirty. You have a fucking blue plate special, Grandpa. Listen, listen here, bitch. Wait, seven. You have a nice fucking chicken pot pie, and you're home in your jammies by seven forty-five. Well, yeah, I am at home in my jammies by seven forty-five. But we go. I get. I get home usually from the office about quarter after four our time, Central Time, uh, on Friday. My wife usually get home somewhere thereafter, right in that time range. So as soon as she gets home, we load up and get to dinner. We're usually to the spot by about quarter to five, five o'clock. And we sit down and have a nice dinner. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah, five o'clock. Yeah, so they can go uh, home, take a big shit, and then get to the loving. Yeah. You don't want to love on a first. You don't want to love on a full stomach. Yeah. It sucks. First you dump, then you pump. Exactly. <laughs> My man's got it right. All right, you fucking perverts. First of all, if you're eating at five and then shitting whatever you ate out like an hour later, you should see a doctor. No, because no, that meal pushes out the other shit. You know how that works. 
It's a well-oiled machine. As stuff, as stuff goes in, more stuff comes out. Yes, bro. That's an idea. Oh, I went, I went <laughs> to a place called K-Pot on Saturday. It's one of Is those. It yeah, it was brown. Uh, you're a dick. Uh, <laughs> it was Korean barbecue and hot pot. Oh, my yep. God. We ate like fucking idiots. You ever been? Fucking potatoes. (laughs) I um, don't. Is now Korean barbecue? That's when you cook it yourself. Yeah, you put on that little hot shit in the middle of the table. Out of here! That shit's overrated, bro. I go out to dinner to have someone someone else fucking cook for me. I'm not cooking for myself. A fucking pot of hot water. Do that at home in the no, backyard. no, 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 no. It's a grill, dude. You throw that shit right on the grill. I know what it is. And then there's well, you saying a pot. The pot with the water. You put the fucking vegetables in it. They got to sit in there. No, you throw that shit all on the grill. Or you could get a soup. You could get like a ramen soup or an udon soup. And then, dude, I got the fucking Szechuan broth. Holy shit, that stuff was hot. My butthole was on fire all day Sunday. It was dude, fantastic. You paid somebody to watch you cook your own dinner. No, man, it was fun. It was good times. You get the sauces you put on that shit. They had the K-pot sauce. Threw that shit on the meat. There's some garlic. It fucking sucks, handsome Kevin. It fucking sucks. It's the I, fucking worst. It doesn't fucking, suck. It's I'm, fucking amazing. I'm trying to figure this whole fucking thing out. So you no, you have a grill at what, your table? Yeah, yeah you in the table. table. Oh, fuck that. No, it was fantastic, dude. And you just press a button on the pad, and they just keep bringing you the meat. Yeah, you just keep throwing it on. Link gives you the menu. And you pick all your whatever raw meats you want, and no. then LinkedIn brings it over. No, Mike, throw... Mike, Mike took our. Actually, oh. you don't even tell Mike. Mike gives you the iPad, dude. All uh. you want. I want four of this, four of that, four of that, and they bring it out to you on a big platter, and it you sucks. just throw that shit in the grill. It's fantastic. It sucks. Look, he's fucking drooling, dude. No, Ooh. why the fuck are you going out to eat to, to cook it's your own meal? Go to the fucking grocery store. It's the experience, bro. You lost me on this one, Tony. Uh, lost me on this one, man. What's up, fans? It's the psycho shooter, Drake Younger, and the PMA. Tony, it's not me, you dick. <laughs> you better be careful. You went for Drake Younger. You might have people fucking jumping up and down on that one. What a fuck? Hey, you know we're gonna talk about XPW in a couple weeks because they're at the Norcart Ballroom on July. 29th. Oh wait, what day is this? July 29th. Fuck. <laughs> The, the the room looks split over here. Asian Joe, I'm Korean, and I think it's overrated. Well, nobody asked you, Asian Joe. Uh, Danny <laughs> Ruff said, why Van and Parsippany, Tony? Question why one. Van? Is that like a fucking molestation <laughs> thing? Uh, uh, no, sorry. A V-Yan. <laughs> I don't think that makes it better. Uh, I, don't know I don't know what that well, is. This is my first time at a Korean joint like this. It was fucking good, man. No, they they do have spots in Minnesota that's Mongolian barbecue. Yeah, but just, they cook it for you, right? They put it on the yeah, big griddle. Yeah, you pick the shit and then they they. Yeah, and the dude walks yeah. around with the sticks and he flips it around and shit. Yeah, we we had one down in uh, I think Bridgewater. I've been to one down in Bridgewater. Good yeah. times. But you don't got to cook uh, shit for yourself. Yeah, no, it's overrated. Ah, see, Danny Russ is on board. Let's get some hot pot and some barbecue. That's what I'm talking about. We got it right down the road, two miles from the house. Ten minutes to paradise, as like as I like to say. Ten minutes to paradise. Fuck yeah, dude. That's usually about how long I last. Wait, what? All right, well, H. Maybe when you come to visit HK, you <laughs> come. Can go- oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, maybe what maybe what I'm in when Jersey Tony can take me out and I can cook dinner for everybody. Fuck yeah, yeah dude, dude. I'll <laughs> I was gonna take you to a place like Hot Grill or Rut's Hut, but if you want to go to K Pot, I'll fucking take you, bro. Oh man, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'm not going out to dinner to cook for myself. All right, listen, Brazilian steakhouses, of course. I mean, I've got one around the corner too. A little fucking rodizio action. Yeah, that's good yes, shit, too, man. a hundred times better. But you still got to pick the shit off with the little clippers when they come by. Oh. And he goes like, yeah. Someone gives you a pair of tongs and you pull a piece of meat. Oh, that's work. Meat. That's not work. Yeah, if it wasn't work, he would slide that whole piece of meat right onto your plate for you. Oh, it's part of the charm. You get the tongs. So is the K-pot. You get the tongs no. to fucking put your meat K-pot, on there. You going into somebody else's fucking house and making yourself dinner like a schmuck. Yeah, but the gimmick is you're there for two hours, so you could just sit, relax. Hey, I'm going to throw some meat on the grill. It's like you're barbecuing at your house, bro, except it's Korean exactly. style. Why leave your fucking house then? Right. And what the fuck are they charging you for this ex- experience? It was for dinner. It was $30 for the barbecue, and then you could throw the hot pot on for five bucks more. But the hot pot comes with all the good shit, like the fucking dumplings and the gyoza and, and uh, the shumai. And you dump that shit all in the broth, and it cooks it. Fucking hard-boiled eggs, meats, vegetables, everything. Yeah. And who, who are you tipping at the end of the meal? <laughs> Just a no. tip. Uh, the, the waiter, no, the waiter was cool. It was, it was our first time. So he was like, you know, this is what you got to do. He goes, listen, it's two hours, but my boss, like, you know, as long as he doesn't give me a hard time, I'll let you guys stay as long as you want, you know, shit like that. But it's like, how much could you eat in two hours? It's a long, two hours is a long time when you're cooking your own food. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, Tony, 10 bucks. I'll let you come over. You get free access to my fridge and cook whatever the fuck you want. You're on. <laughs> I'll even entertain you for two hours. Oh, shit. Damn, man. It was good stuff. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not. Why is the mailman delivering mail? It's 710. It's a long day. He probably had an early dinner. Oh, you think he went to the hot pot? (laughs) Doing a hot marat while he's in the hot pot? Gross. Oh, shit. Well, what Tony went to Rodizio. HK, how are things in Minnesota? I didn't go to Rodizio. <laughs> Sorry, Tony wishes he went. To, I wish Tony went to Rodizio. Um, what? Oh, I'm cultured now. I went to Hot Pot. Shut up. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid, really? I'm sorry. Uh, um, Asian American. Knock it off. I don't know what you want me to fucking say. <laughs> Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, how's things in Minnesota? Things are going good, man. Things are going good. Everything's everything's lower. We had a little dip in the the weather now, so we're we're cooling down dip, a little bit. Baby yeah. dip. Not bad. Had a little uh, had a little run in with uh, with uh, lawn service I had out here last week. So got that got everything back under control now. So everything's good there. Just in case anybody mean, was concerned. Oh, what do you mean you had a run in? So, my my mom. He's been waiting for a part for his John Deere for like three months. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Well, if you would have bought the fucking John Deere parts instead of generic parts, you wouldn't have had this problem. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. You know how much that fucking part? One part over four hundred dollars for that fucking tractor. I, I ain't doing it. it. I ain't doing it. So, uh, the lawn service I usually have. I, I'm guessing they're on vacation because I couldn't get in contact with them to come by and, and clean up the yard for us. So I tried a oh. new guy. 
Why? And, oh, you're telling me. And the new guy told me, no problem. I'll come out. He goes, I'll give you a quote. Cut it up. You're good with the quote. We'll be done. So perfect. Sends me the quote. I said, yeah, go ahead. Cut it up. Fuck it. Cut it up. I get home and he missed half of my goddamn yard. No. The whole fucking part of the yard. Meat. I I was, you're telling me. Uh, So I, I, I came around the corner and I figured that maybe he mowed the wrong address at first. And I was like, oh, this is just fucking great. But don't worry. I, I talked to him. He came out. He he took care of it nice and proper. But yeah, that was that was something, man. Interesting. Yeah. Well, well we at least got- you're not under 4,000 feet of water like half the East Coast is right now. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> column A, column B, I guess. Right. It's all Win perspective. Some, lose some. Yeah, there you go. I hate your guts. <sighs> I don't know who's worse. You or fucking Anthony on Wednesday. Why? What does Anthony do on Wednesday? He has a he has a like a, a voice changer, and he just constantly is imitating Kate, like saying all these like obnoxious things, like "I'm Kate and I have big tits." <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me embellishing. He doesn't say that, but he says like. Am <laughs> I? <laughs> Might have to tune out on Wednesday is all I'm saying. (laughs) What's wrong with you? I don't know. It's all good. Why would you say that? No, Anthony said it. I didn't say it. Yeah. Yeah. He was was quoting. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Kind of. It's a quote. Me. (laughs) What are you, the defender of the tits tonight? All right, now you went too far. Now, now I gotta bail out. <laughs> hey, hey, handsome Kevin. Hey, would you would you say that line was over the top? We needed a segue somehow. Don't ask about me. I'm I'm doing fine over here. All right, you do. Oh, good. hey, Matt, how are you? We're over the top. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right now, I'm just a chud. I'm a chode over here. My fucking oh, guinea pig hey. meat. How uh, oh, pig meat. How, oh, how, pig meat. <laughs> how, Wait, how, I want the Matt to feel at home. How, <laughs> how, how, how you doing, chode? Oh, man. I'm uh, pretty burnt out, not going to lie. <laughs> Not gonna right. lie. Good, Tony. These, that sounds over the top. <laughs> these drinks are uh, these drinks are gonna make you feel good tonight, people. What are you drinking? Oh, my lemonades. Oh, my hard lemonades. Hard. A couple <laughs> of these bad boys takes me over the top. <laughs> God damn, dude. <laughs> On Monday night, Raw, Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle defeat Imperium. Zoe Stark defeats Becky Lynch. Shayna Baszler defeats Emma. The Miz defeats Tomasa Ciampa. 
Chelsea Green, Chelsea Green, and Sonia Deville defeat Katana Chance and Caden Carter. The Judgment Day defeat Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins on SmackDown. Pretty deadly defeat the Brawling Brutes. Bailey defeats Zelina Vega. Santos Escobar defeated AJ Styles, Butch, and Grace, Grayson Waller in a United States title invitation, a four-way match. Bianca Belair defeats Asuka by DQ. In over on XT, Chase U defeat Charlie De- Dempsey and Drew Gulak. Cora Jade defeats Kalani Jordan. Kalani or Kalani? Doesn't matter. Ilya Dragunov defeats Braun Breaker. Tiffany Stratton defeats Ivy Nidal. Niall Channing Lorenzo defeats Joe Coffey. And the Judgment Day defeat Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Tony, over the top, me, babe. Speaking of food, approximately 70% of the world's vegetarians live in India. I've had the food. I understand. <laughs> Wait, you don't like Indian food? It's like a bullet train coming out of my asshole. <laughs> what? Here's and those people. Fair. Look, they shit in a river too over there. I can understand why they wouldn't want to do that anymore. And on the train tracks. <laughs> I mean, there's certain parts in Newark where people shit in the river and on the train tracks too. So let's pump the brakes on that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think those people are missing their meats. <laughs> what? Yeah, but what? What doesn't go? Is what isn't a bullet train in your asshole? <laughs> Well, you're talking about me. I'm an anomaly. I'm going to go a fucking freak of Mother Nature. You're not. You need to go see a doctor about your insides. Maybe I do. I got to get one of them boxes to shit in and send my poo somewhere to get it examined. Yeah, Minnesota. <laughs> I don't my want kid it. told me that the other day. He goes, you should send your poo to Minnesota. I'm like, did I miss something? Why in the fuck no, would you, you send it, it here? To you, courtesy of compliments of Bob Backlund to Kevin <laughs> and Bob Backlund. <laughs> You think you're sending me some Bob Backlund cement? Uh, this is it's, this is because you can't name the presidents in order. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, nice, join them thank lemonades. You. Thank you. Yes, I am very much over in the world of all elite wrestling. Wednesday night, Dynamite saw Chris Jericho defeat Commander, the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament semifinal match. The Jericho Appreciation Society, Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara, defeated Darby Allen and Pockets. Another blind eliminator tag team tournament semifinal match saw Adam Cole and MGF defeat Big Bill and Brian Cage. Timeout. Hold up. I got to stop you. Fucking Pockets and Darby teamed up and they lost? Yeah. That was a thing? (laughs) Wasn't ever. I'm I'm fucking stupefied. I'm not even joking. There's two things I would have fucking bet my life on. Fucking Darby never losing and Pockets never losing. Putting the two together and they fucking lose at the same time? I'm fucked, dude. I'm out. Sorry. Darby's out. <laughs> He's fucked. And the Owen Hart Foundation 2023 Women's Tournament semifinal match. Ruby Soho defeated Sky Blue. And in your main event, Swerve Strickland defeated Wayne Nick, Nick Wayne. Not Wayne Nick. Over on Rampage, naturally limitless. <laughs> Christian Rhodes and Keith Lee, they defeated the Jericho Appreciation Society of Angelo Parker and Matt Minardi. Taya Valkyrie defeated Izzy McQueen. Izzy? Lance, Izzy. <laughs> Lance Archer defeated Trent Peretta. Everybody dies. Eshta defeated Men, Mentalo. These are made-up names. Mentalo yeah. plenty. <laughs> uh, the Owen Hart Foundation 2023 Women's Tournament semifinal match. Willow Nightingale defeated the Ring of Honor Women's Champion Athena. I watched that. I like that match. Sorry. Over on Collision. Uh, I have a bad echo, too. It's bothering me. 
What? Uh, what? What? Yeah, we what? all do. Uh, eight, it's annoying as shit when we listen back. Um, AEW World Tag Team Title Best Two Out of Three Falls. FTR defeated Bullet Club Gold two to one. Where Jay White pinned Wheeler. Wheeler pinned Juice Robinson and Hardwood. 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 <laughs> Robinson. Uh, over in the Owen Hart Foundation 2023 Women's Tournament Final Match, Willow Nightingale defeated Ruby Soho. The Kings of the Black Throne, Brody King and Malachi Black, defeated Artemis Spencer and Randy Myers. I thought you were going to say Artemis died. Prime. Keep a fucking <laughs> eye on Artemis Spencer and Randy Myers. Uh, the Owen Hart Foundation 2022 Men's Tournament Final Match, Ricky Starks defeated Pepsi Man, CM Punk. No shit. Yeah, Battle in the Belts 7. The AEW International Champion Arch Cassidy was successful in his match against Lance Archer. He won by count out. Uh, your women's world title was on the line as Tony Storm beat Taya Valkyrie. And in your main event, the AEW TNT Champion Luchasaurus defeated Sean Spears. Tony, take it over the top. I think this one fits. Before toilet paper, Americans used corn cobs. Took the Indians to teach him to go up and down, not in and out. <laughs> it's a winner. You are cleaning me off, I am. Holy shit. Ooh, <laughs> indeed. Got a lot of cornfields in Minnesota. Anyways, on ROH, <laughs> Big Beal. Defe- big Beal. Big Beal. <laughs> a Big Beal out of the corner. <laughs> big Beal <laughs> defeats Serpentico. Athena defeats Ava Lawless, The Righteous, and Stu Grayson defeat Evan Rivers, Levi Knight, and Michael Allen Richard Clark. Golly, get rid of that. <laughs> Layla Hirsch defeats Bambi Hall. Dalton Castle <gasps> to the castle. Wait, Michael Allen Richard Clark. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing over at Ring of Honor? <laughs> Nobody knows. Fucking Marks. Shane Taylor defeats Sean Dean. The Kingdom defeat the boys. The Mogul Embassy defeat Christopher Daniels, Darius Martin, and Matt Seidel. Tony, take me over the top. This one's for you, Matt. Beautiful Bobby Eaton has more melterated five-star matches than Kurt Angle. Oh, it's true. It's true. May twenty-seven, May seventeenth, excuse me, nineteen ninety-two. The Dangerous Alliance team of Arn Anderson, Bobby, and Larry Fucking Zabisco, Rick Rude, and Steve Austin versus Sting's Squadron, Barry Windham, Dustin Rhodes, Nikita Koloff, Ricky Steamboat, and Sting at WCW's Wrestle War. That's Beautiful. War Games, right? Fuck yeah. yeah, dude. That's a fucking good one. That's yeah. a real. That might be the best War Games ever. Beautiful Bobby, five stars, bitches. My man. Uh, Slammiversary over in the world of Impact. They had a pay-per-view Saturday night. They sure uh, did. The Death Dolls and Jody Threat defeated Giselle Shaw, J- Java Doll, and Savannah Evans. <laughs> Java Doll. Java Doll. <laughs> the Impact Digital Media title changed hands as Kenny King defeated Joe Hendry. In your Ultimate X match, Kushida defeated Alan Angels, the returning Jake something, Jonathan Gresham, the black Kevin Knight, and Mike Bailey. Uh, your impact impact knockouts tag team titles also changed hands as killer kelly and the sexy stud 
and Monster Slamovich <laughs> defeated the coven of Kylan King and Taylor Wilde. Your tag team match with special special enforcer Darren McCartney. Who? Eric Young and Scott Demore defeated Bully Ray and Diener. Uh, your Impact X Division title changed hands as Leo Rush defeated Chris Sabin. Your X, uh, your Impact World Tag Titles changed hand as Subculture, Flash Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews defeated the champions ABC, Brian Myers and Moose, and Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan in a four-way dance. Eddie Edwards defeated Frankie Kazarian. Your Impact Women's uh, Knockouts World Title. Why did I say that? Impact Knockouts World Title also changed hands as Trinity defeated Deanna Parazu. And in the main event, Alex Shelley successfully defended his Impact World Championship against Nick Aldis. Tony, please take us over the top. Humans are more creative in the shower. I wish KJG was here. The warm water increases the flow of dopamine, which makes us more creative. Another reason drinking in the shower is a bad idea. (laughs) I don't know if I do my best thinking in the shower. Well, supposedly your dopamine starts flowing and kicking in and, you know. I usually play some music through the Alexa. While you're in the shower. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Either that or I'll put on a podcast. I got the little Bluetooth gimmick that I put in the shower with me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. All right. Okay. Yeah, nothing like washing my balls, listening to Cornette fucking go off about some asshole. <laughs> That's the Each truth. Own, I guess. You know why? I get angry like him, so I scrub really hard, and then everything gets really clean. Or you get to give yourself fucking a rash. Right. Well, you know, column A, column B. Your good time may not be the same as my good time. True. <laughs> the way these fucking facts are coming to know, corn cobs <laughs> in your asshole, bullet trains through your asshole. Oh, we got two more coming yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stay with me for a two-pack here. I'm going to do MLW NWA back-to-back on MLW Fusion. Delmi Exo defeats Taya Valkyrie. Nobody gives a fuck. Ken Broadway <laughs> defeats TJ Crawford. Willie Mack defeats John Hennigan on NWA Power. The Brothers of Funstruction defeat La Rebellion. Ricky Morton. Wait, was that for the title? Was that for it the title? Non-title match. Can you please tell me who's in the Brothers of Funstruction? Yeah, it's that's the, it's Ruffo, the clowns, isn't it? Ruffo and Yabo the Clowns. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> NWA people. <laughs> What's wrong with Yabo? Ruffo's a little rough, but, you know. <laughs> Yabo's... I don't know. A tag team of fucking clowns beating the NWA tag team champions? Yeah, but the NWA tag team champions need to fucking lose, dude. It's fucking long enough. Yeah. NWA needs to lose. Unfortunately, this is true. As I was saying, <laughs> Ricky Morton defeats Koa Laxamana. <laughs> you fucking hand job. <laughs> Zion defeats Rolando Freeman. Natalia Markova and Pretty Empowered defeat Camille M95 Camille. and Ruthie J. And a NWA National Heavyweight Title Match. EC3 defeats Silas Mason. Tony, take me over the top. There's an ant species unique to New York City known as Manhattan ants. There's also a species unique to Brooklyn. Known for teased-out hair, the ability to chew gum, and horrendous Italian accents, they're called hornets. (laughs) Oh, boy. Hornets! (laughs) Oh, boy. I love writing jokes. I should have been a comedian. (laughs) 
I'll just bring I'll just bring fucking uh, HK to every show. I have my own fucking laugh track. <laughs> Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what else we got? Well, we got a PWE slash love fight song. This is what Brendan's given us here today. Uh, Good for Perfect him. Perkins defeated Weber Hatfield. Wait, what was the name of the first team? I wasn't. It. I think it's an individual. Perfect Perkins. Perfect Perkins? Like a nice Perfect. stack of fluffy pancakes? All right, I'm down. Yeah, I bet you he's a rotund fella. Well, you can Google him later if you want. Abby Jane defeated Harleen Lopez. Lucas DeSangro defeated uh, LSG Pancakes and Francis Wright because he's a fucking loser. Oh! Francis Wright is in giant bold letters in case I forgot who he was. Uh, the Air Show, Jaze and Razor Wing defeated the Land Sharks. Brew Valiant and Ron Voyage. What the fuck? I'm swimming with them, brother. (laughs) A no disqualification match. 138 with Professor Locke defeats Tony Chinny. Bill Avery and Luigi Primo. How come Luigi Primo's not fucking giant? Uh, Defeated Jeff Cannonball. Eli Isom defeats Steve Scott. (laughs) Wow. Cheeseburger and Sal Maserati. Fuck yeah. Defeated Wild LLC, Dr. Ethan Wild, and Dylan Mesh. Is this fucking Rampage? We, I don't know what this is. <laughs> That's like we nine matches. P- I think we have a new PWE champion as Mach 10. <laughs> Mach 10 defeated Dan Champion, who perhaps now has to change his last name. Dan uh, Loser, Dan Challenger, Dan has been. Take us over the top. Queen Isabella of Castile claims to have bathed only twice in her entire lifetime. That's two more times than your average wrestling fan. Love you, Kate. Don't tune out. (laughs) Tony said nothing nice. Uh, Nothing mean. Sorry. No, Tony said, yeah, I mean it wasn't mean, but it wasn't nice either. I would, I would have. It was nice. It depends. You, you don't gotta live with them. What do you mean? Like, so maybe some girls aren't comfortable with the big hitters. <laughs> Hornets. Hornets. Right? I don't know. Up and maybe down, not in and out, people. Maybe they get in the way. I don't know, man. I'm not making this any better. I don't know, man. The older like the older I get, but the more fucking my balls get in the way. You'll be there soon enough. Actually, Matt sat on his balls a few episodes ago doing the show. Been there. Yeah, go back and find it on YouTube. If you could screen cap that for me, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here, people? Uh, can I ask a question? Can I can I steer the ship for a second? You may ask a one question. Well, you said, what the fuck are we doing? So I ask, what the fuck are the people at Dark Side of the Ring doing? Did you guys watch this week's episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got... First of all, all right, so we're talking about Adrian Adonis. That was this week's episode. They get you right out of the gate that Adrian Adonis died in a car accident. 
And they play this fucking ominous, sad music for like the first 25 minutes of the show. Even when they start going into his career. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, who picked the audio for this shit? And then on top of that, it's like you learn nothing about him until Dan Spivey kicks the shit out of him. That was like the highlight of the episode to me. Right? I mean, who don't love some Dan Spivey? You really do pay attention to some weird shit, man. Like, you didn't notice that? Like, I'm sitting there, and my wife was like, why do you watch this shit? It's so depressing. I go, well, it is Dark Side of the Ring, but this one is, like, really fucking weird. Like, the entire first part of the episode was just like, ooh. I mean, it's a sad story. And Jericho fucking stuttering over his words. (laughs) Seriously, he's not a good announcer. Is there anything you don't hate watch? I don't hate watching Danny Spivey kicking the shit out of Adrian Adonis for getting rough with him. Oh, when he said, when when fucking Brett said, like, or somebody, who was it? Somebody said, like, eventually you meet your match, and then Dan Spivey walks in. I was like, oh, this shit's getting good. (laughs) And they're like, he's getting ready to face Hogan on a title run and this and that. Nope. Yeah, the the thing that caught me off, or at least strange about the episode was when they were talking to, uh, God, was it uh, Johnson? I forget the first name now. Rocky? Oh, no, it's Rocky's cousin, right? Yeah. It might even by Ricky. I'm not I'm not sure. Yes, I think it is Ricky Johnson, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. I think you're right. And they left you on the cliffhanger where he says, I called my wife and I said, I'm coming home. Everybody's dead. And they left you on that cliffhanger, and they didn't continue that part of it. Like, I wanted to hear what else he had to say after that and they never went back to that 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 bugged the hell out of me i think you're right though tony that dan spivey stuff that was the the highlight of the episode for sure uh but then i also i did enjoy the fact that they applauded the work that he put into his his adrian adonis's character like his character work was so good when he was adorable adrian adonis so i did i appreciated that and he was still good in the ring but you know then again, I'm sure the 4,500 references to doing cocaine in the locker room fucking had something to do with it. Jesus Christ. Oh, cocaine was everywhere. You could get cocaine. Oh, I, I was a young boy from, from Calgary, and I was doing cocaine. I was learning. And, like, <laughs> holy shit, dude. All right, we get it. You did coke. Who cares? Yeah, but see, I think you're you're... Because the transformation that happens to Adrian Adonis, when he's Adrian Adonis with the fucking NY on the back of his jacket, and then he starts doing blow. He lit. He literally blows up. He gained like fucking eighty pounds from doing cocaine. Yeah, I still so remember. I, th- I still remember when he came out and he took the coat off, the leather coat. He wasn't even adorable Adrian yet. And when he took the coat off, Gorilla Monsoon was like, "Whoo!" He's like, "Jesse, your boy put on some weight, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and I think the part of the storytelling is like cocaine was such a, a ha- habit for him. And the bittersweet part of it is that he kicked it and he got his life together. And then he has this tragic ending and it's heightened by the fact that the fucking ring crew following the truck ran their fucking pockets. Yeah. Yeah. How fucked up is that? It's Canada, bro. It's Newfoundland. Yeah, but it's the ring crew. It's guys you're spending time with guys that are in the business are supposed to be your brethren. You're dying in a fucking ditch, and instead of trying to help you, not saying that if, you know, these people fucking helped him, he would have survived, but something, and they're fucking taking his watch and they're running his pockets. That's fucked, dude. Yeah, it really is. 
That's yeah. fucked up. And he was turning his fucking life around. He went back to Japan. He dropped the adorable, <laughs> adorable Adrian Adonis gimmick and was back to being just fucking Adrian Adonis, the ass kicker. Brett might have been right, too. Like, if he doesn't fucking die, like, maybe he comes back in, like, 90 to work work a program with, with Hogan or Warrior as just some fucking badass brute. Dusty. I would like to see him and Dusty. What if him and Dusty were a tag team? That would work, too. Fucking Adonis and, and Rhodes? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good That's a good what-if topic. I don't know, man. It's uh, <laughs> it's dark side of the ring, though. That's the thing. Like, it's all sad shit, man. What do you want? It just it just seemed like it was like, just oh, yeah, there was Coke. There was Coke. And fucking Jim Brunzel. Yeah, they dropped the Coke off, and then it came back. Like, that was a funny story, but I don't know, man. Well, is it because- is it... Go ahead, man. Because look, for us, right, like this, we already know, like, and I think we've had this conversation before, like the A&E biographies or any new like documentary they put on Peacock. Like, we know all this shit already. Yeah. Right. For the most part, we know this. They're trying to, you know, for someone who's, you know, 22 years old that was born in 2001, like to give them a clear picture of the state of the wrestling industry and how easy it was for these guys to get cocaine back then, you have to hammer home like, this dude was a badass, this dude was a tough guy, this dude was an ass kicker, and then he started doing fucking cocaine and fucked up his whole run in the WWF. I don't know, man. It just seemed like it was like a lot, just like, yeah, everybody did coke. All right, yeah, and then we were doing coke. All right, and then we're doing, like, I don't know, man. It's like it's like time they could have been telling other stories about Adrian. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, well, yes. What kind of stories did you want to hear? Oh, it's Dark Side of the Ring. I don't know. Maybe he was wiping wrong with a corn cob. I, they could have dug a little bit more into, you know, his uh, when he was uh, a young man, right? Just kicking everybody's ass when in Buffalo. I would fucking... I would like to hear more about that. You like his wow. friend Noodles, the little guy? Yeah, <laughs> fucking Noodles in the fucking bar. He was in the fucking state pen. Who gives a yeah. shit? I just you know, would like to hear some more stories about whose ass he was kicking and why when he was young. Yeah. Oh, he was cook, kick, kick, fucking Bill the fucking butcher's ass. All right. The shit. The the cocaine aspect of it. I think you're kind of right there, Tony. They did they did kind of drive that just right through your head. But I think to me at least, it was a little bit compounded because the last episode was JYD, and that was just. He did coke. 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 And now we get to Adrian, and it's he did coke. He did coke. He did coke. Like just space. If you're gonna drive home like cocaine so much, just space it out a little bit, right? Give me a couple buffer episodes, and then go right back into he did coke. He did coke. He did coke. He did coke. Right? Or give me a little more about him rather than just doing coke. You know, like give me, yeah. give me. You know, I think they did. They covered his the family life and his family side. They talked to his wife yeah. and his kids. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Uh, I was going to ask you this, Tony, because you, you, you remember when he came out as, you know, Adrian Adonis, right? And you were able to kind of check the temperature of the times. Was that a move that pissed everybody off, given the, like I say, just giving the, the landscape of, of the time? No, when I was a kid, like, I just, I don't know, like, I didn't. I didn't put two and two together. Like, I didn't think, like, oh, he's gay and he likes men and this and that. Like, he's just an effeminate character. Like, that's what it was. And he had a flower shop. And what was cool but not cool was my dad had a flower shop. So it was like. (laughs) Still does, by the way. 
you know. Well, they I mean, were, Piper was using the F word to describe yes, him. They, so they were definitely the to crowd. Bro, he comes out at the fucking Boston Garden for a house show. They're every fucking word in the book. They're definitely throwing at him. Oh, 100%. for sure, for sure. But when when all right, let's go into a little history of the F word. When we were kids, we called everybody the F word. Like that's how we rolled, and you know, we didn't we didn't think of like what goes along with that connotation. You were just you know you were you were that, and that was it. Am I wrong? No, no I no. get it. But like here, it's it was just, you know, you we, you would do it, you know, if we were fucking out playing fucking tackle football and you fucking were complaining because someone gave you a horse collar and ripped your t-shirt. What are you, an F? Yeah, you know, of course. In fucking pink with a fucking boa and flowers and it's 1988 or 86, 87. And it's like, that's what that's what people are afraid of and they're gonna they're gonna let you know it do you all right i don't i don't know if this is gonna sound cruel but i think had they waited with this gimmick another two years i think it might have been much more fucking craze balls i would think just just what was happening in the world in 1990 you know what i mean maybe it's good that it came along when it did maybe it was good that it ended when it did I mean, the idea was for him to get heat, right? Like, yeah. He All was, right. He was given. He was given that character because he was fat. No, it was to because I think it was it was the polka dots before the polka dots. I think it was Vince. Like, okay, this is a dude who can handle himself and handle like the 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 tough guy, Adrian Adonis. Like, there's nothing to the like. You're a tough guy. That's your character. You don't think like, that was just like, a switch up, like fucking with him? I mean, maybe it was, but maybe it was like, you know, hey, dude, like, you're going to fuck off and you're going to, you know, r- rumors getting around that you're doing fucking blow. Like, I'm going to fuck your whole gimmick up if you're going to fuck, fuck off on this opportunity. And then, like, it's probably like a catch 22, too. Like, here's a guy who, if we put into this, like, he can handle himself. Like, he can take being called the F word and being made fun of. And if he needs to fucking knock somebody out, he'll do it. Fair enough. And I think, and I think you got to see better side of the Adrian Adonis character. Like it showed you that he could work as this, a feminine character and going from the fucking biker dude, who was just a tough guy to now this was, was awesome. Did and I don't re- I don't remember it. I don't think they did. No comments on relax with Trudy. We don't get an answer still. No. No, I don't even know what you're talking about. What? Really, man? I must be old. Um, before Adrian became adorable, Adrian, when he was a singles, he used to come out with the briefcase handcuffed to his wrist, and on the side of the briefcase it would say relax with Trudy. And they'd all go, what does that mean? What's in the briefcase? What's going on? And then, irony of irony, when he became adorable Adrian, his sleeper hold was called Goodnight Irene. Irene, Trudy, I don't know. Were they his kids' names? I didn't even put two and two together. Oh, I, I completely blanked out the fact that 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 uh, that briefcase 
handcuffed to him. I completely forgot about that until you mentioned it. I got nothing on it, but I, I vaguely remember it now that you mention it. Yeah, I, I did a quick Google thing real quick, but I don't think uh, it was speculated by announcers that the briefcase contained the fifty thousand dollar bounty that Heenan had placed on Paul Orndorff's head. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's nothing here. No, I found a Reddit thing where it's like uh, the topic is like things that have never been explained. Ooh, it's like him. He comes out. He's got. Heenan with him. He's got the briefcase. It says relax with Trudy, but you never really find out what's in the briefcase. Yeah. Wow. It's one of those things that we just never got the payoff for. God damn. It would have been it would have been cool to have that as a little side. Well, it wasn't dark enough, Tony. <sighs> well, uh, was any part of you happy uh, with the Dan Spivey story? Like Who, when, me? When Dan Spivey took, took Adrian to town. Oh, I fucking loved it. I wish he would have did it the first night. Yeah. But doing it the second night made it kind of even better. Yeah. He was like, fuck this. <laughs> I got Jumping Jim's like, we had to run out of the locker room. Dude, guys don't run out of the locker room anymore to stop shit. How great <laughs> would that have been? On a house show, Dan fucking Spivey had to get held back by Jumping Jim Brunzel from kicking the shit out of Adrian Adonis. Oh, I would have loved being there live for that. I would have had no idea what was going on. I would have thought it was amazing. <laughs> Seriously. It wasn't he, he in the, the Matt Bourne episode. He he was, was it, Brunzel had the dust up with, with Bourne, too. No, it was B. Brian Blair, wasn't it? Was it was Blair? Okay. It was the other B. Man, I got to tell you, Minnesota breeds tough guys. Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to rewrite yeah. that joke three times until it came to me. Huh. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Listen, I love doing the over the tops, man. I get creative. I got the fucking, I got the shit flowing when I'm in the shower. Don't I'm shit fucking, in the shower? No, I don't do that. I have to waffle stomp it down the hole. <laughs> Stomping grapes down the drain? <laughs> <laughs> like Lucy with my fucking hands on my hips. <laughs> Wait, that's Mexican. Wait. <laughs> Never mind. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Mod Spock chiming in. Hornets and corn cobs. Name of the episode. I would just go in hornets with an exclamation point. Hornets. Um, <laughs> it makes me laugh every fucking time. Told you it gets better. <laughs> Let's. I want to stay in the. I guess it's the dark side of the ring arena. Okay. We got we got Abdullah next week, so we'll hear. Oh, all your about favorite. Pepsi in his fucking ribs. Hope he dies. Um, Open up the can, Pepsi. Did you say stop? Because I don't care. Fuck. No, I said his fucking hack. Um, but today also is the 35th anniversary of the Bruiser Brody murder. Oh, they're gonna say Argentina. <laughs> I don't know when. She, I don't. God damn it. Now let's just fancy. Uh, yeah, Kate, that was a third draft. I was trying to work in Birkenstocks and fucking messenger bags, and it just wasn't working out. <laughs> so I was like, let me go the Italian route. <laughs> okay, you can put it on your calendar. Uh, make a note. Uh, we can we can talk about the unnecessary slip and fall of Nancy Ar Nancy <laughs> Nancy Argentina. Nancy. What was the date? Uh, May 11th. Oh, we missed it. 
It was two months ago. It'll be it's coming back around again. Ten months, buddy. Fuck yeah. So right. put the, let put me it write that down. <laughs> May 11th. A day that will live in infamy. So, but today is 35 years since the meaningless death of one Bruiser Brody, who, ironically enough, was supposed to have a match against Dan Spivey uh, in Puerto Rico, and uh, he was stabbed to death. I would imagine those guys respected each other, right? Like, Dan Spivey was cut from that same kind of cloth. I mean, not crazy, but if you fuck with him, he'll fuck with you back. He would probably have a great match with Brody. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, probably. Um, so that was that Invader one. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, so well, we I... Were, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. I heard a very interesting uh, tidbit hmm. um, on Between the Sheets. Woo-hoo! Um, apparently, uh, prior to going to this show in Puerto Rico... Uh, Brody, Bruiser Brody was supposed to work Otto Otto Vons in the CWA. Really, didn't want to lose to Otto because there was a young lion on excursion there, and the Japanese newspapers would be there to cover him. So if they saw Brody lose, they would put it in their newspaper. So he opted out of the tour, and that's how he ended up in Puerto Rico. Hmm. For 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 want of a job, huh? No, well, he yeah, he didn't want to do the job, and then he was part owner of that promotion in Puerto Rico, so it wasn't. Was like, it IWA yeah. in Puerto Rico? I don't know. I, I know I'm making you do work. I'm sorry, but uh, he did. It wasn't like he had to go get a booking. He was just like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm not going to work there. I might as well go down down to Puerto Rico and and work a match." No, definitely. Well, maybe it was IWA. Wouldn't they been? No, they no. It wasn't IWA. Never mind. That was a long time ago. That's Victor Canones's thing. Never mind. It wasn't that. No biggies. But I know was Dutch Mantel was, was also in the office at that point too, and I think Gorilla Monsoon also had a piece of that territory as well. It was WWC. Ah, Cologne. Cologne. Oh, no. I didn't think it was WWC, but that was the obvious. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, I heard a Bruiser Brody story just recently, and I, I don't know if it's one that everybody else has heard before or not, but it was new to me. Uh, it had to do with Bruiser Brody and Danny Hodge. Do you guys know this, this story? No, but I'm interested. So uh, Bruiser Brody, because you know Bruiser Brody throughout his career, he didn't really sell an awful lot. Like mm-hmm. It took a lot for him to sell for just about anybody. And I don't know what I can only track. I only tracked it back to, I think it was a match in 75, a tag match with, I think it was bruiser. I want to say Stan Hansen was involved. I know Danny Hodge retired in like 76. So could have been mid 75. I don't recall, but bruiser was saying, why in the hell would I ever sell for that little guy? And he was referring to Danny Hodge. Yep. And the promoter said, okay, then don't. Took Danny Hodge about mm, three minutes, and Bruiser started selling for Danny Hodge. For sure. Because <laughs> I guess Danny Hodge got wind of it, and he went, no, I, I'll, I'll crush him. <laughs> and that's what Danny did. Danny made Bruiser yeah, start selling for him, which I thought was just bru- – the, the, the funny thing to me was the promoter just saying, okay, then don't. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens, bitch. <laughs> 
Yeah, but Brody Brody was old school, man. He didn't want to sell shit for anybody. He was always protective yeah. of his uh, of his image, which you can understand. But then you get situations like his match with Lex Luger, where he didn't want to sell shit. He knew. Uh, yeah, uh, here's one you got to find. Uh, Bruiser Brody when he wrestled um, the Undertaker in World Class when the Undertaker was like, I forget what the hell his name was. He was wearing a mask at the time. Undertaker uh, talked about it when he got uh, an interview with Steve Austin. Fuck, something red. Um, it wasn't uh, big red, some shit or other. I, I got to look it up. But yeah, so Austin, he told Austin the story. He was like, he started calling the match and he was getting stiff with him. And Brody's like, all right, we're going outside. And he shit cans him and just started beating the shit out of him with chairs and shit. Because it was rare that Brody would even go down to like a knee at all. Yep. Of, like he just, he just. Texas red, sorry. Texas, yeah. So. So the Brody match I found, I found a couple, uh, Handsome Kevin, where it's Brody and and he's Frank uh, Goodish at this point. He's yep. not even Bruiser Brody yet. Yep. Him and Stan against uh, Danny Hodge and Bill Watts. Yeah. Wow. Which Bill Watts was in that thing? Pretty fucking funny. Yeah, because that was, what, middle of 75, something like that? This has uh, bah, 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 uh, May, May and June of '75. Okay, yeah, because Danny Hodge he had to retire because of uh, was it a car wreck? '76. Kind of sounds right. Danny Hodge was a light heavyweight, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah. he a lighter guy? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But not not to be fucked with. That's for. Oh sure. no, for sure. He was old school shooter, man. Fuck that. Well, that that that's that's a uh, that's a young Brody who doesn't know his ass from his elbow at that point. You know, could you could you imagine that though? Like today, going like, why would I sell for him? And the promoter going, okay, don't see what happens. Like that. Yeah. Oof. Oof, oh boy. Yeah. So him him refusing to sell Brody refusing to sell was also where the original problem with Invader One came from. Was when he was in WWF. And he wouldn't sell for for Invader One, so he held that grudge for that was seventy six. So he held it for fuck twelve years. Jeez, no. Could you I mean, imagine the what if? Right, if Bruiser Brody doesn't get murdered, do we see a Hogan Bruiser Brody WWF run? I think Hogan would have to do a lot of talking to Brody. That would probably yes. be that would probably be money that Brody. Well, then again, no, because Brody worked Japan, so Brody probably made a shit ton of money over there. Yeah, yeah, but to not have to travel, yeah, and just work work one program with Hogan. True, but then he'd have to put Hogan over. Would he be, would he be cool with that? That's the problem. For the money, I no. mean, what year are we talking? Are we talking pre? Yeah, I mean, well, it's pay per view era. It's got to be so. So he's murdered in July of 88. Yeah. Okay, so let me see. I just want to, sorry. I'm just trying to get a timeline to see what at this point is he doing in Japan. Now? Like, where did he leave off? Just pull up his cage match really fast here. Probably making a shit ton of money. So he's in, he's, in, he's in all Japan at this point, yep. 1988. Uh, and he's tagging with Tommy Rich and Snuka. Uh, he lost the NWA national uh, international heavyweight title to Jumbo Saruta. Um, 
Oh, this is before the uh, Triple Crown. Yeah. So he's it's a lot of he's doing a lot of tag team matches, um, and he's the NWA International Heavyweight Champion. He beats Saruta at the beginning of '88, and then loses it to loses to him uh, in uh, April. But outside of that, it's him, Big Bubba, and Jimmy Snuka doing six man and tag matches in the uh, AG, All Japan Pro Wrestling Championship Carnival. Well, I mean, Japan still kind of took Hogan seriously, right? So maybe a run with Hogan could have made him some money when had a problem losing. It's not going to go losing on the house shows. They could have done schmazes up and down the card, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no. You uh, Look, man, for the amount of money he would have made, just one pro. I'm not talking like go be in fucking WWF for – you know, sign the Hogan WCW contract when he first comes in. Sign for six months. Dude, even better. Hogan and Brody together. Have him go on a tear as a tag team. Then Brody has enough and fucking turns on him. Now you got Brody for a year. I mean, Hogan's working boss man at this point in 88. Yeah, but before 88, dude, you bring him in like 86, maybe 87. Yeah, but I still think his value's high in Japan. No. True. But you're talking about their world champion, too. Maybe right. uh, maybe it even gets better. At, like, Hogan beats Andre in 87, so maybe you bring him in for the summer? I was I was going to say it. See, him and Brody sounds like it would have been a great SummerSlam main event. It would have been, would have been fantastic for the, for the summer. It would have been a good run. And I would have loved to have seen him come in after, after Andre because you look at the opponents that he ended up having after Andre, and there was some – I mean, obviously there were some good ones, but there were some flat ones too. So to bring in – Brody as, you know, this outside monster, I think it would have been a fun program. Absolutely. So, I think it would have made a ton so of money. Many, yeah. Well, who, who do you view more as a threat to Hogan? I mean, do you think Bundy is a bigger bigger threat? Do you think... You're stealing money, Bundy! Quake, you think that... You know what I mean? Like... Bruiser seems like he would be a, a, a bigger legitimate threat to Hogan at that time. Yeah, and, and look, man, that's what the WWE did. They brought in the mo- the monsters for Hogan to slay. Mm-hmm. King so, like, Kong Brody's the, a big fucking part, monster. He's the perfect filler between the 88 Survivor Series and, and WrestleMania in 89. Like that'd be that would have been a great spot for Bruiser Brody. You could you could have even had him come in at the the tournament. Have him run the tournament. Oh God, do you think so? Oh, that would have been that would have been so. Well, you, look at if you bring him in and you have him run the tournament and set up him and him and Hogan, have him run the tur- just out of nowhere, just putting bastards down left and right. Doesn't leave his feet the entire fucking tournament. Who poses as a bigger threat to Hogan after that tournament? I yeah, know. but you got you to bring him in, though. You can't just plop him in the tournament. But then it also shits everything that you did with Savage. It shits everything that builds up the main event. Dude, the main event was probably the biggest show in fucking wrestling history on TV. Yeah. Had to have been. And I'm not talking about, like, Days of Dumont when the wrestling was on every week and it was, you know, highly rated whatnot. They fucking put this shit on prime time on a Friday and they fucking pulled in, like, 27 million people. That's insanity. Yeah, yeah. Look, if, if if I think if the if it be if if he doesn't get murdered in '88, and the option is there where Vince goes to him and goes, "I want to bring you in for a six month run at the top with Hogan," 
you change, you know, you change everything around. Yeah. Yeah, but what if what if the run with Hogan Brody isn't for the title? What if it's just the two of them and you leave Savage and DiBiase as the other main event? Uh, you don't want you want to see Hogan slay the giant for the like you want because with all Hogan's got to make no holds barred, brother. <laughs> maybe, but maybe he doesn't. You know, who knows? Yeah. Right. Maybe coming out of no holds barred, it's not fucking Zeus. It's Savage and Brody. Yeah. Ooh, you're talking 89 now? All right. It's a year later. Vince comes to him. I have this movie. I need a bad guy. You fit the fucking role. And then after we're going to do the movie, the match, the whole nine thing. Sorry, Tiny Lister. You're fucking out. You're shit can, buddy. I'm going to bring in somebody who can. Could you imagine a Saturday night's main event? Hogan comes out to wrestle Bossman in the cage and fucking Bruiser Brody standing on the fucking steps. With his furry fucking jacket on, with big furry boots. Hell yeah. I'm in. I'm in. No, nah, they'd have him in polka dots or some shit. <laughs> no, they don't. This dude's not fucking selling for people. You think he's going to sign to wear fucking polka dots, buddy? He's going in. Because he knows. Here's the thing with Brody. Right? He knows. He can go in there and ask for whatever he wants. If he doesn't get it, he's just going back to fucking Japan. Yeah, that's true. But then again, you, you, you also... Got to have the fear where you have a situation like Stan Hansen in the AWA where he fucking just walks and says, I'm going back to Japan for Baba, you know? I mean, maybe fool me once, shame on you, and maybe Vince isn't, you know, looking to have a Vern Gagne situation on his hands. So who knows? Brody was his own worst enemy, though, man. He really was. Yeah, I mean, whatever, shitty businessman, whatever you want to call him, looking out. No, he was looking out for himself, which is fine, but, you know, you got to, like, even Piper, you know, he was willing to do some business. You know what I mean? He did business when it made sense. I think think Hogan Brody would make a lot of sense to do the right thing. 100%. To do some business. 100%. So I thought, you know, I I didn't want that to fly under the radar. No, definitely not. But now you got me salivating for next year's Nancy Argentino. uh... (laughs) Oh, can't wait. Fucking put it in the books. May 11th. Whenever that falls. Just don't put it on the side of a cliff. (laughs) Yeah, probably put some stairs over there. Uh, (laughs) I do. I have to. So we did. We talked. We did over the top. I do have to bring this up. Uh Oh, what do I do now? Silas Mason and he throws down the national heavyweight championship. Uh, essentially relinquishing it and deciding he's going to challenge Tyrus. So that's going to be your fucking main event for NWA 76. Tyrus EC3. Yeah. And? I just wanted to let put that out there. Let it simmer. Cook in your brain. Put it in your K-pop. <sighs> this, this is where I just silently wait for Kate to make comments about how awesome Tyrus is as the NWA world's champion and how much people are going to be sad when EC3 takes that title. <laughs> Actually, Kate just came in with a banger regarding uh, Brody. I think <laughs> <laughs> well played, Kate. Well played. <laughs> well, I just wanted to throw that out there. That's going to be the, the National Wrestling Alliance's main event for their 76th anniversary show but the way the nwa works lately does that surprise you in the least i man who, look, who else are you gonna put up there i don't fuck dude i don't know look i i listen back to the show every week and 
we fucking text each other what we could do better, what what we shouldn't be doing anymore, how to make the how to make the show better, right? You're telling me there's not one fucking person in the NWA <laughs> that goes, Billy, this isn't working. Nobody's nope. watching this. Nope. I gotta see. I gotta see what the YouTube views are. See also Khan, comma Tony. It's the same <laughs> shit, dude. He lost Dave Lagana and he lost fucking Jim Cornette, and those were two fucking awesome minds to have back there. Lord knows what the fuck he's doing with Tim Storm. That poor fucking guy stuck doing commentary with fucking dog shit now. Like, like, who else does he have? Seriously. It's fair. It's fair, but is it getting, is NWA getting to the point now where you can't write the ship? Like, that's the one thing that I worry about. Are they going to get so deep into the shit storm that they're not able to at least turn the corner or pull themselves out? And even if they do pull the corner, are people, is he going to be able to get people to come back to him? See, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not a fan. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of AEW. Let's put it that way. But I can understand, like, people there, it's like, even if you don't like the product, there's people there that you want to see them succeed. Like, you want to see them, like, do well. And, you know, like, you you want the world for them. I, like, I, not grow up, but I spent quite a few years watching the NWA product progress. Like, I got to know the characters. They built stories. Like, the fucking, the, like, the, 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 the 10 Pounds of Gold series introduced you to everybody. It was a great story precursor to get you to the point where NWA power became a thing. Now, it's just anybody and their fucking grandmother is there. There's no rhyme or reason. Shit changes on a whim. It's like, it's like the, the, the steerage of the ship with Tony Khan, but then the booking of Impact, where it's just all over the place. Like, with characters out of who knows fucking where, like the last years of fucking a AWA. Like, seriously. And there's people there that I love watching. I hope through Billy Silas becomes a big star for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, Trevor Murdoch was a fucking great thing. I love fucking watching him. The Pope was there. He was awesome. When Ricky Starks was there. Zicky Dice. I got introduced to Zicky Dice there. Caleb Conley, for Christ's sakes, had a job there. He was fucking working great matches. They were giving him a story. Everybody was there. Now, we got a fucking gimp. We got, we got Yabo and Jerko the Clown. Like, hey, what Ruff, are we doing? Ruffo, Ruffo. Whatever, Ruffo. Uh, the latest episode, it looks like, has 31,000 views. That's the last episode of Power. That's rough, man. This is very... Their YouTube pages very hard to navigate. How, I'm curious. I got to find out how MLW is doing in their viewership. Uh, let's look up MLW. Because I've actually I've been trying to get back into MLW now. To be honest with you. Yeah, no, I'm with you here. Let's see. Latest episode. Latest episode. 171, 172. Nope, this isn't it. Let me see. I got oh, you. Twenty three thousand. Wow. Is that the right episode? That's, that's oh, not no, wait, no. That, yeah, Hannigan versus Leo Rush versus Willie Mack? No. That's the latest, four no. days ago. Oh, is it? Know. We have different results then. No, I, I searched by videos. You click videos, it gives you latest. I understand, but the results that we were sent had Delmi XO against T Taya Valkyrie, Hennigan against, uh, Hennigan against... Willie Mack. Oh, and Leo Rush. Okay, I didn't know that was a three-way. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot. It's okay. All right, but here, the, the, the episode from three weeks ago, Fatu versus Hennigan for the Openweight Championship, did 79K. 52K for Taya versus Delmi. I mean, 
not bad. It's not they're comparable. Bad. I think they're doing. They might be doing a little better than the NWA at this point. Yes, because nobody hates Alex Kane or Alexander Hammerstone as much as they hate fucking Tyrus. Yeah. It's one thing to put the title on somebody if they're a heater, and they're the, the the point is to to get people to tune in to watch this champion get beat. It's another to put it on him because he's on fucking Fox News, and that's it. You just want to fucking jerk off to Fox News because you're, the NWA belt's on there. He's fucking 50 years old, and he's fucking awful. He's fucking terrible. I could have probably made the NWA has to have a set of fucking balls to go to Billy and be like, this isn't working. Maybe James that's gone. Maybe... Eli Drake, gone. We lost all these fucking guys. Nick Aldis, gone. Yeah. Gags the Gimp. Fucking Still here. Yabble, the fucking clown. Yabble. Gags the Gimp. What are we doing here? Camille's a fucking superstar. She's a fucking star, dude. And she's drowning in fucking Tyrus's fat fucking shadow. I, I still can't believe Tom Latimer's not the world champion. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Tom Latimer and Camille on the top would have been fucking amazing. Why haven't they pulled the trigger on that? I don't know. Why is fucking why is fucking the Cardona guy teaming up with uh with Booger Eater? Like he's coming how, back. Did you get that fucking email today? Can we get more fucking downloadable fucking graphics? <laughs> I guess what I the fuck. <laughs> oh my god. What the fuck, man. 75. Sure. The road to fucking 75. Daisy Kill and Talos. What is this fucking shit? <laughs> Daisy kill Daisy kills a guy. What the fuck is Mario Part Par- Pardona with C red? What is this? That's what Tom Lattimore's doing, buddy. What at X- XPW? No, he's wrestling fucking Mario Varduvis or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> then I got people out Nick Aldis apparently is done in the in impact, right? He finished up the TV tapings. Great for him. He came in. He did what he had to do. He put over a bunch of the, the young guys. Now he's going to go off and be a fucking producer for WWE because apparently they're super interested in him. People awesome. are like, I don't, I don't get why he was in Impact for such a short amount of time. <laughs> do you think that's a miss? Do you think having him not wrestle is a miss? No. He wrestled. For who? WWE. What if he, do, what if he doesn't want to wrestle? Uh, Kate Kate brings up a good point. She says belt microman. Is there anyone Does in NWA who's, is there anywhere is there anyone in NWA worse than microman? Is microman Tyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Take him. If you want him, take him. I'll fucking pay for his trans. Get microman the fuck out of here. You know, you know what I I would I would tune in to NWA if they brought in Enzo. I, w- I would love to see Enzo tear apart. No, there was on he the was mic. there. On the, no. mic. on the mic. That's what I want to see. Enzo was in MLW. He was terrible. Yeah. He was fucking oh, terrible. He said what? NWA? Yeah. yeah. Eh, we're good. Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> I actually, uh, Jim Cornette put out like a best of episode. And the very first thing on the best of was uh, him and Brian last watching Enzo's video, Consensual Penis. Do you remember this thing? When they were accusing him oh. of like fucking raping that woman, yeah. he put out a he put out a record like a diss record. Mm-hmm. It's fucking horrible. I forgot how bad it was. <laughs> I I day big Enzo guy, big Enzo. Oh, guy. Yeah. oh yeah, big consensual penis fan. Yeah, 
See, I'm more of a detachable penis guy myself. Yeah, I wonder if they're getting any royalties for that. Probably not. They should be. <laughs> they should be. Uh, I don't know what time the the uh, the champ and the challenger are getting here. Do we want to run through picks real quick? Nine minutes. Yeah, let's run through. It. They'll be here in nine minutes. All right, cool. Let's run through nine minutes of picks. Impact Slammiversary was this weekend. Uh, I don't think any of us watched it, but I heard great things. But even more, uh, more impressive is KJG's not even here to defend himself. And you know what? He's got nothing to defend. Thirteen and zero at MLW. <laughs> Playing Friday morning goes to fucking Florida, living that champion's high life. It even says in the group text message Friday, gotta set a reminder to send him picks. Well, at seven thirty Saturday night, when Tony's like, "Did somebody not get their picks in?" and I was like, "Yup, KJG, he took a fucking offer." <laughs> You know what? And I and I honestly texted at seven thirty when I got back from K Pot after my belly was nice and full. And I'm checking the phone. I say, "Huh?" I see Brendan. I see Ket. I see HK. I see Matt. I see my. I go, "Huh?" Did everybody get their picks in? And Matt's like, "Nope." <laughs> now here's the here's the problem. You know I hate picks. However, for the yep. sanctity and the and the the sacredness of the contest. If I have to pick four days ahead of time, I'm getting my picks in. If I know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna remember. Yeah. He is the impact expert. He watches impact every week. What does he need to think about? I don't get it. Even if you know, like, you know what, shit can change. Who cares? Throw your picks in. Yep. But you'll have something. You can't go for an offer if you have. A, if you put your picks in, I mean, what are the odds? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I will. Put this out here. If there was ever a show he was going to go over on, it seems like this was the show because none of us fucking showed up for this, and it clearly shows you that none of us watch Impact Wrestling. Yeah, you know what? I I thought I did better, but I'm looking at the results right now. Oof. You I well, was I <laughs> I eat my fucking socks, my hat, my underwear. <laughs> Wait, so so me and Brundon and and Handsome Kevin went five and five, and you fucking. Oh, I suck you took a shit, corn cob. <laughs> yeah, not up and down either, in and out. I, I get the, and look, everyone across, I think everyone except Handsome Kevin took uh, Nick Aldis. Yep. I took fucking Deanna Parazu because I just, I, I, I don't see Trinity as a knockout champion. I guess I should watch the show. Kevin forgot impact. Ha 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 ha. That's right. <laughs> Uh, I did. I didn't take Leo Rush. Uh, we all lost the tag title match. We all lost the fucking X division match. Yep. Um, I took Frankie Kazarian over Eddie Edwards because so I'm did I. Idiot. I don't know. No, I did too. I I thought they would have given it to Kaz. Who knew? I took Eddie. I had a big, big fuck. Yeah, you did. You and Brundon took Eddie. I ate a big poop sandwich. Giant fucking <laughs> poop sandwich straight out of Tony's hot pocket. <laughs> Tony's like, did it affect the standings? I'm like, bro, I don't. I haven't even had a fucking chance to look at the fucking standings. Um, and you know, Eric Young comes back, so you know, the, don't listen to KJG's soundbite from last week where he screamed at somebody because Eric Young signed to the WWE. <laughs> Actually, I got to shout out Justin Anderson when I was talking to him over the weekend. He's like, yeah, don't forget when you see uh, Eric Young. I called it a few weeks ago, so I give him credit. 
Yeah, no, it was uh, from all uh, reports. I heard it was a great show, man. EY's yeah. back. He want to be in WWE once Vince came back there. So he asked for his release and they gave it to him. And he just had a 90 day no compete. Uh, Josh Alexander returned at the end. He's clear. So it looks like it's going to be Josh Alexander and uh, Shelly for the, the title, which I'm there for. That sounds like a fucking great match. It's a shame uh, Aldis didn't win, though, man. I wish Aldis would have stuck around for a while. I mean, look, how you got Josh Alexander, who's your, you know, was was one of the longest reigning Impact champions, who got hurt and didn't lose the title. Yeah, and and you have Alex Shelley here, who beat Macklin in a great match, and then how do you establish him like as an important champion? He beats Nick Aldis, which I guess is a smart move. We all went the other way, except for Handsome Kevin. So, you know, this is now we're going to build to, I don't know, what's what's their next pay-per-view? Hard to Kill is in, no, Bound for Glory? Turning Point? I don't know. No, I think Bound for Glory is the next, like, big one in October. Hey, I took Kenny King. Oh, yeah, you did. You're the only one that took K-I-N-G King. Fuck Joe Hendry. Wow. <laughs> Fuck Joe I'm Hendry. just saying, yeah, you know what? Fuck him. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I got to post it again. Kevin forgot impact. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, Kev. Love you, buddy. But we got to play this one up under the bus. You go. Well, even at fucking zero and ten, he's still in first place. Yeah. Uh, he is at what one forty four sixty and one. Uh, Tony is two games back at one forty two sixty two and one. I am. Uh, five games back at 139, 65 and one. Brendan, six games back, 138, 66 and one. And Handsome Kevin is pulling up the rear, 129, 75 and one. Oh, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we clearly could have taken advantage of Kevin going 0 for 10, and we didn't. So uh, he's still in first place by two games. Hey, man, I made up some ground. I ain't, I ain't mad at it. You I ain't mad been. at it. If no. I will. I went five and five, and everybody else went fucking eight and two. I would have been a little upset, but it looks like five and five was kind of the bar, so I'm fine with it. I am the bar. So you're still in third, Matt, or did Brundon pass you? I'm sorry. I oh, I'm still in third. Okay. Still third. So nobody moved, but everybody made a little movement. Yes, I got to get Brundon's a game behind me. <laughs> the way he likes it. <laughs> ah, he's a backdoor man, that Brundon. I know we got our contestants for Can You Beat That in the uh, queue in the queue. in the green room. In the, I just want to tell room. you Uh-oh. if you like if you like tag team wrestling, you gotta watch FTR against the uh, J. Uh oh, against who? Against Drew. Drew. Oh, am I here? You said Drew? against Drew. Juice Robinson and Jay White. Okay. Okay. We didn't get that. We got Drew. Oh, uh, you know, I didn't think, look, Jay White coming in. I thought we we're going to go singles, Jay White. I didn't think a tag team would work. It worked. The, the, the two out of three falls match is almost an hour. It's 58 minutes. Good God. It fucking flies. That's good. It's fucking good, man. It's an instant classic. Collision is the wrestling show. Like, that's the show you want. If you're a wrestling fan and you like like AEW, like, Collision's the way to go, man. The the Willow-Athena match was – or the Willow-Ruby uh, match was good. Stark stealing a, a victory over Punk, holding the rope. 
the fucking crowd being white hot with the hate and the love for punk. They hate him and they like it was it was a really, really solid episode of Collision. But that fucking tag match, like you got if you're a tag team wrestling fan, I highly, highly recommend it. So I'm a big tag team wrestling fan. Big tag team. Is this com, compare this, I guess, to a singles match. You know what I mean? And just the 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 nature of it. And you can say it's a it's a big long match and and it's I mean you're you're doing a great job of selling it, but is there comparable as far as the highs and lows of the match? See now I don't know how you feel about what was it, uh, Brian Danielson and, and Paige when they went an hour? Okay, yeah. It's. I think it's, it's. It's. I think it's better than that. I'm in. It's. Yeah. It starts. It starts slow, mm-hmm. and you kind of get the idea, like, oh, these guys might go like a while. Never did I think it'd go 58 minutes, and boy, did they fucking have their. When it gets going, bro, it gets fucking going, and then you look up, and it's. I mean, I started it, and then I looked up, and it was 45 minutes into the match, and I was like, holy fuck! Right. Yeah, it did I'm not in. feel like, a, a, like an hour long match, but it was fucking awesome. I will. Uh, I will search that out for sure. Don't mind me. I'm just getting ready for the upcoming uh, events that we have starting in the next minute or two. We have events. Events. Yeah, Don, Donk, how do you want to? Uh, how do you want? Do you want to bring in the challenger first? I think we want to. Uh, uh, why is that not playing? Why is that not playing? Why is that not playing? Why do I hate technology so much? Why is that not playing? There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for everybody's favorite game show. And thank God ACH isn't here. It's time for Can You Beat That? Woo! If I had applause, I'd be playing it, but I don't have it. Maybe you got it. I don't know. I got you. I got you. There's Tugboat, brother. Motivation. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Alakazam, brother. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, I stopped the music anyway, so let's get the uh let's get the, the schematic in. The can you beat that schematic? We are going to bring in the guy who never lost the Can You Beat That Championship. He's here challenging tonight. He is the one and only Christian Rocco. Christian, what's going on, brother? Welcome what's up, back. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Good to be back. It's good to have you back, man. Uh, long time no see. Hope everything's well. Everything's awesome. Everything's amazing. Now, before we bring the champ in, I got to ask you a question because Matt, he likes to stir shit, but I'm going to give you a fair shake this time. He said that maybe you weren't too happy with the way you were treated by the committee. So if you have any grievances or any problems, you can let me know and I'll be happy to no, pass it along. not at all not at all i'll tell you what happened was um i started training more uh i had to be there on mondays for reshoots when we put out a show you guys can check it out it's on apple tv called the monster factory but yeah i just was getting super busy with that and then it's out it's done uh training's back to normal so all all good all good how have you been preparing for your, for your triumphant return to can you beat that i have not <laughs> i've been way too busy on uh on the weekends i'm getting a lot of bookings lately thank you uh thankfully from the show actually that's pretty awesome that's yeah. pretty awesome well good for you man good to hear things are going well good to see you back again good to hear that uh everything's moving forward and you've got a chance to redeem yourself unfortunately 
you're you're challenging the two-time reigning and defending champion, Mr. Mike Peterson. Mike, champ, what's going on, dude? How you How been? You, I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? You sound great. How's life being champ again? Oh, it's beautiful. You know, me, I work, tells me what to do. It's fantastic. Yeah, bringing the energy. Yeah, <laughs> I think Matt. Matt told me he's been disappointed. No, no videos in the Discord. No, you know. Hey, you've been, you've been mellow on your second championship. I run. have. I have. Um, that's kind of by design. Um, I figured you know squawking all that much got me in trouble the first time, so we're gonna nix that this time around. Let Let um, me nix something for you there, Mike. There's what? no way. There's no way in hell. You're taking Diana to Disneyland. All right. So fucking. Oh, yeah. Oh, forget about that, bitch. Oh, no. She she is my date to Disneyland after this, (laughs) you know, after I take my title back. So we're good. Dead men don't get to go to Disneyland. You know, you guys are talking about my mother. Yeah, I was going to say. That's my Disney date, sir. Listen, as long as you make mom happy, I'm happy. All right, that's the deal. Cody, what are you doing? Listen, my mom's, you know, she's not a young lady anymore. I she know, said, but they're, they're, they're fucking, this sounds like they're passing her around like a veggie dip at a barbecue. I'm taking her here, I'm taking her here. She's mine, she's mine. Your mother, for fuck's sake, bro. Step in there. What are you doing, buddy? Oh, shit. This I love my mom. Great. I respect our champion. What else can I say? This guy's gonna get her hooked on the 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 fucking marijuana madness. What the the, the reefer madness? Reefer madness. What she is not a ganja you? gale. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> All right, come not on. Yet. Now. Not we got a game to play. Here. Let's let's fucking get got, this on the like, road. What, what are we watching tonight on the background? What's that? All right. right. So tonight is Kenta Kabashi versus Samoa Joe. Is that what you watched last time when you lost? No, that was. Um, <laughs> No, that was actually Kenta Kabashi versus Toshiaki Kawada. Oh, uh, maybe K- Kabashi's the problem. He did. Uh, no, wait, did he? Well, no, because I, I won the last time Kabashi was on. I think it, the problem was um, the problem wow. was Shinsuke Nakamura. And I, I walked away from that one. Here's a problem. Eric Fried chimes in. This is gold. Mike needs an adult to get on little rides. <laughs> Wow, Mike. It's, Eric, Eric goes okay. from uh, stealing the Roman Reigns bit for Mike. Acknowledge him, which is clever, Mike. That you've stolen stolen Roman Reigns catchphrase to throwing him under the bus. This is your fan base, Mike. I know. These are the people that support the champion. The minute it's, they they could they could take a shot at you, they do. I don't. You the, don't wanna... the minute I have a credible opponent, they start throwing shit at me. Typical. Typical. Time <laughs> Canadians roll, bro. Well, speaking God of rolling, Mike, meet Christian. Christian, meet Mike. Get your pleasantries out of the way so we can get playing. Wow. Oh, All right. Wow. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Tony, I hope the committee takes into uh, the fact of the actions of the, the participants. Listen, the committee can't do anything but sit back and enjoy the match just like the rest oh, of us. Oh, now the committee can't do anything. The questions have been certified. They are in front of me. They have been verified by an independent source. 
We are ready to play. Everyone knows the rules, but in case you don't and you're new to the show, we are going to ask two questions. I'm going to go back and forth with these guys. Every question that I ask is going to have multiple answers. They're going to tell me how many answers they can get correctly. And then it goes back in a banter. We'll see who's going to, who can name the most correct answers. And if the person who plays the board does that, they will earn a point. If they miss just one answer they said they could name, they lose the point. First player to two wins. If we're tied after two questions, it's nut crunching time. Gentlemen, champ, challenger, I wish you both the best of luck. And we will start with Christian, the challenger. Christian, we've got two topics for you. The first question, the topic is run or rumble. There's seven possible answers. The second question, new royal day with seven possible answers. Choice is yours. Let's go run or rumble. Run or rumble. Seven possible answers. Your question is, for the men's royal rumbles from 2014 to, 20, to 2023, each one was won by a different wrestler. However, there have been seven runners up for those 10 Royal Rumble matches. Name the last men eliminated from the last 10 Royal Rumbles. There's seven of them. You've got 60 seconds on the clock. Kevin's keeping track. So am I, I'm giving you the number? Yeah. Of course. Five. Right out of the gate, Christian says he can name five of the seven. Mike, a look at disdain on your face, brother. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I don't think anyone was. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to let him go. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of party. Oh, shit. All right, Christian. Uh, Run a Rumble is your topic. For the Men's Royal Rumbles from 2014 to 2023, each was won by a different wrestler. However, seven runners-up in those ten matches. Name the last men eliminated from the last ten Royal Rumbles. You said you can name five of the seven whenever you're ready. gonna be a rough one all right let's just think about it is there a time limit or you want me to just keep going well we have a time limit but there's it's not strictly enforced unless it has to be all right roman reigns roman reigns is one correct Damn. Oh, we're gonna do this really I'm going to think of the shield. So uh, let's go Ambrose. Ambrose makes two. Twenty seconds. Ten seconds. Seth Rollins. I'm sorry, Christian. Seth Rollins is not one of the seven. Mike takes the point. Mike. I got it. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> when the question was posed, what was the first number that popped into your head? Uh, probably like maybe four. Do you want to throw some names out there? Who'd you think? Um... Well, one I had was Roman. Roman Roman actually lost, was runner-up four of the last ten Royal Rumbles, which is crazy if you think about it. Uh, Randy Orton. Randy Orton was on the list, yes. Um, who else would have been in that? Um, 
Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar would not have been on the list. Uh, Wasn't Gunther this year? Yeah, I was going to say, how can nobody throw that? Uh, I didn't remember that one. That one just yeah. took me a second. Yep, Gunther Cody was Gunther, on the list. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Handsome Kevin, any thoughts? We got Gunther, we got Randy Orton, we got Roman Reigns, we got Dean Ambrose. Hmm. Nothing is jumping out at me. They all just kind of blend. Well, I'll give you the list then. Gunther was 2023, as we know. Drew McIntyre was the year before in 22. Randy Orton, 21. Roman, 2014, 17, 18, and 20. Braun Strowman was one we were missing. He was 2019. And Rusev was 2015. Dean Ambrose, we named, was 2016. Oh, God, I was at that one. <laughs> A lot of good, did you? <laughs> right? <laughs> well... Mike Peterson, your reigning and defending champion, up 1-0 in this match. Mike, question over to you. The topic is New Royal Day. Seven possible answers. Your question is, Xavier Woods won the King of the Ring in 2021. Name the seven other participants. How many of the participants in that tournament can you name? I can... Probably name four. Christian, Mike says he can name four. Question to you. Can you beat that? I guess I'm going to have to go five. Got to try. Christian's going to push it out with five. Mike, the question to you. All right. Christian's going to try it again. Jesus! <laughs> the worst. Christian, Xavier Woods won the King of the Ring in 2021. Seven other men participated in that tournament. You said you could name five for the point whenever you're ready. I know Balor was at the end, right? So I'll go Balor. Balor is one. Kofi? Kofi makes two. Ricochet. Ricochet makes three. Oh, God. Stuff. Shooting for five, right? Yes, you are. Oh, God. Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn makes four. Oh, God. One to go. Was this 2021? This is in 2021. The King Cesaro. of the Ring. Cesaro makes five. Wait, Ladies and gentlemen, we got a tie ball game. Wow. Wow. Matt, your thoughts. Did you think he had it in him? That was that was close. I was uh my my finger was hovering the uh <laughs> <laughs> Don't play that sound. Come on. All right. Uh, anybody want to try to guess on the last two? Two more participants we did not get. Both former world champions. Ooh, I like that clue. I said Kofi. Yep. Um, was Seamus in it? Seamus was not in it. Mysterio? Mysterio was one of the two, yes. Okay. And we're missing one uh, more. 
This one's a fucking tough one. I, uh, I, I we were recording uh, an episode when he won, and I celebrated live on the air. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, Dolph Ziggler. I was gonna say Ziggler too. No, Ziggler. Well, no, it's not Ziggler. Was it AJ? Nope. But you're eh, maybe he's close. Is that time period? Well, I think he's ballpark. Yeah. Not so much with Dolph though, but AJ. Yeah. No, but that era, the AJ era. Yeah. Oh, was it Carl huh? Anderson? Was it Jinder? It was Jinder. <laughs> oh, Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson. I'm like AJ. You're like ball. Yeah, AJ's kind of the ballpark, and I'm like. It was Carl around that Anderson? time period. That's why. Didn't AJ beat Jinder for the title? Yeah, I was going to say around that time, too. Or no, that was 2017. Well, boys, we're at one apiece. It's nut crunching time. The nut final crunch. question. We are going to start with the challenger first. He's going to give me the option whether he wants to play or pass. I will give you only the topic to the question, and you will let me know if you want to hear the question or if you want Mike here to your question. The most nitro ever is the topic. Would you like to play or would you like to pass? I'll pass. I'll let him play first. Mike, the question to you, the most nitro ever has 10 possible answers. The question's simple. Name the 10 wrestlers in WCW that had the most matches on nitro, according to whatculture.com. The 10, the 10 wrestlers with the most matches... In the history of Nitro, how many can you name? I'm going to say out of 12, you said? 10. Oh, Top 10. 10. Yeah. Um, I can name five. Christian, Mike says he can name five. I guess I'm going to have to go six. Mike, Christian says he can go six, and Matt's fucking howling. Matt loves this shit. I like it because Christian plays. He's not like, okay, name him. He's going to, he feels like he's got something to prove since he didn't lose his title. Yeah, but the strategy is working for Mike so far. He let him play both and, you know, he ate one and he won the other. So, champ's in good shape here. Champ, we are at six. Question to you. Can you beat that? And now I'm hearing the echo, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this. The tension. You can almost hear a heartbeat in the background. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, one, two, one, two. I like this. He's thinking about it. Mike gonna make a play. I'm gonna go seven. Whoa! Oh. Mike with the fucking balls of steel going for seven. Christian. Right. Back to you, man. Did you just say eight? Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Mike, we are at eight out of ten. I'm ten wrestlers. All right. Christian, in the history of Nitro, the 10 wrestlers who had the most matches, according to whatculture.com, the top 10 
of most matches on Nitro. You said you could name eight of them for the championship whenever you're ready. All right. Definitely Booker. Booker is on the list. That's one. All right. Goldberg. Goldberg is on the list. That's two. Sting. Sting makes three. DDP. DDP makes four. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio makes five. Going my favorite uh, guy on Nitro, Steiner. Which Steiner? Scott. Scott Steiner makes six. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Mike is so nervous. Sorry, Mike. He can still... Go ahead. Luger? Luger makes seven. Christian, one more. I feel like it's going to be one of the undercard guys. I feel like it has to be. 20 seconds. I can't be. I'm not going to say Nash. Um, I said Ray, right? You said Ray. All right. Do you need a repeat of who you have already? Yeah, please. Sure. Booker T, Lex Luger, Sting, DDP, Scott Steiner, Ray Mysterio, Goldberg. Those are the seven you gave me. There's three more left. One more to go. God, this is going to be so fucking hard. I feel like it's got to be one of the under... Like, it's got to be fucking Benoit or fucking Raven or somebody. Um, Maybe Malenko? I'll go Malenko. Dean Malenko makes eight. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, your Can You Beat That Champion, Christian Rocco. Yes. In fairness, Christian, I would just let you know, um, uh, Raven is not on the list. However, Chris Benoit is on the list. We're missing one out of the list. I wanted to say Nash the whole time because he stuck around longer than everybody. No, Nash was not on the list. I know it wasn't Hogan because he didn't always wrestle. So that would be a fair assessment. Yeah. Mike, any thoughts as the last person? Uh, Rick Flair. No, Flair, Flair not on the list. One, yeah. You would think his Flair was on a lot, but no. Yeah. Pillman. Pillman not on the list. So you got to think too. Like I think Raven might have been out. Like as Nitro was coming oh, to an end. What about uh, Eddie Guerrero? Close, uh, but no, not Eddie. Um, if it's not Eddie. Then psychosis. Yeah, not psychosis. I'm thinking like the cruiserweight division. That's all I'm thinking of. Yeah, you know, well, you're both kind of wrong. <laughs> Alex you're, Wright. You're you're in the ballpark <laughs> with the Mexican guys, but you know. Alex Wright. No, he's not Mexican. Uh, was also Vampiro? wrong. <laughs> no, not Vampiro. But you guys are you're close. You're Conan. In, you're, it was Conan, yes. Oh, really? So just to recap, Booker T had 157 matches. Luger, 150. Benoit, 132. Sting and DDP, both at 125. Steiner, 123. Mysterio, 113. Goldberg and Conan, both at 110. And Dean Malenko at 108. Wow. Mike, listen, brother. I know, but you played the game as best as you could. Christian just ran the table on that last one, man. That was yep. rough. Hey, it is what it is. You know, sometimes you just got to tip your cat. 
you know what, bro? You were a great champion. You played well. Your 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 matches against Mike Peterson were the stuff of uh, against uh, David Henry Bauer were the stuff of legend. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, your championship reign has come to an end. Christian Rocco comes back to the show with a vengeance. Christian, how are you feeling after missing that first question, though? Oh, that was rough, especially <laughs> since I was there for most of them. I was there for two in Philly. Uh, I couldn't even think of this year's like everything just kind of blurs on. There's so much wrestling that happens from like, uh, from 2014 to 2023. Like there's so much on TV. I think it all just blurs into one thing. Are we not counting like greatest Royal Rumbles ever too? No, it was just the Royal Rumble. It wasn't the greatest Rumble. Royal Rumbles. No, no, uh, sliding under the ring or Kofi trying to jump. Everything on the just fucking... kind of blends. I don't know why. Like at least when I when I was younger and I was starting to watch everything, it just there were two shows to really worry about. Yeah, now there's five thousand for AEW alone. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no elevation though. That was the one thing I was hoping to get on. <laughs> well, it might work out for you yet. Hopefully soon. There's hope. I, I believe in you. Just like I believe in the former champ Mike Peterson. He did a hell of a job. Play the strategy. It worked for a little bit. <laughs> Look, man, the way Mike played is the way I always played. I can't answer these questions for shit. I'm lucky I even come up with them half the time. <laughs> Matt, anything for the boys before we let them go? I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic uh, matchup. I don't think people out there realize how difficult it is when you are in a time crunch where somebody, you know, the question comes in and then you have to think on the fly. Um, so hats off to both of these gentlemen, uh, both respectable champions. Uh, unfortunately, I can't say the same thing about the committee. Uh, they're what <laughs> shit birds, but uh, I don't know. We'll see what kind of dregs they, they, they pull up from the sewer now to face you, Christian. Hey, what's Petey Brown doing next week? Uh, forget about it. Uh, I can't wait to come back for Night of Champions. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. We should, we should. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, we talked about that a couple. What was it two months yeah. ago? Three months I ago. know. That's not a bad idea. I'll be back for Night of Champions whenever that could, whenever that's going to be. So. I got to come up with a lot of questions. I mean, the committee's got to come up with a lot of questions. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, we finally have it. <laughs> no, if you know, if you know, the committee, the, the questions are submitted to the committee. So, oh, any, oh, oh, no, 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 no. The jig is up, sir. The jig is up. We got well, to submit it to you. God damn you, Eric Freeds. I don't even want to post this. <laughs> Does this mean Christian is taking Diana Disney? No. No. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He is totally taking Diana to Disney now. In fairness, and he's gonna say, definitely not with Kevin. There are there are lanes in life, and in this life, you want to make sure you stay in your goddamn lane. All right. Wow, motherfucker, this is GTA. Kate says right here. One of the best bouts ever, to be honest. There you go. People got love for Christian and Mike. What a great show this was tonight. Thanks again for having me, guys. I always love coming back. No worries. You'll be available next month, right? Wouldn't have oh, the committee sure. do something stupid again. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Make your dates, kid. <laughs> you guys want to plug anything before we let you go? Since since you got the mics and we're here? 
No. Um, okay. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, for sure. Um, if anybody's at one CW in Delaware, come see me there. I'll also be at every monster factory show. I'll also be at AXW as well. So whatever dates you have open there, uh, I'm also available for bookings too. If you want to find me. There you go. Mike? Where, would they, where would they find you for bookings? You can email me at roccojames41 at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram. That's probably the best way at the Christian Rocco. There you go. Mike plugs. Hello. Yes. So you can find me on the Twitter space at LOL Mike Peterson. Uh, you can also find me streaming here and there on Twitch. Also at LOL Mike Peterson. Um, I've, been trying to stream some fight forever so we're probably going to play some of that this week um maybe like saturday or something um you know just come on down i like that i like that a lot yeah i gotta pick up fight forever yet myself hopefully i got some time this weekend i can actually sit down and play it if i'm gonna pick it up so with that gentlemen thank you for joining us tonight congratulations champ mike awesome playing and uh we will talk to you guys soon now get the hell out of here. Ah. <laughs> impressive. I think it was well played. Very impressive. As always. Yeah. Sorry, I got nothing else. That was no, that was a good one. It was the ballbuster question. I found to be easier than the Royal Rumble question. You think so? I think so, yeah. I mean great questions all around. But that WCW question I thought was a little bit easier compared to what ball busters in the past have been. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes when the when the questions come up, I think it's more not necessarily how tough they are, but how quick you can be with actually getting the correct answers. You know what I'm saying? Because like like even Christian's like thought process was like at some point he thought Raven might have been up there, but then you got to think about guys who left WCW earlier than the ending. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Booker was there from bell to bell. DDP was there from bell to bell. You know, guys like that. Steiner was there from bell to bell. Luger. Yeah, but if you look at guys like Hogan, who bowed out, who didn't wrestle a lot, you know, uh, guys like Flair, who made appearances all the time but didn't wrestle a lot. So there's a lot of things that can fuck you up when you're thinking about a question Injuries, guys that were there for the whole time, but they were hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And with like with Raven, Raven came to mind, but there were so many episodes where he just sat in the crowd. Yeah, and on top of that, like Jericho too. Jericho was all over that shit, but then he also left early as well. Right. You know, Hoovy was there forever, and he was he was in my mind, but didn't you know didn't crack the top ten there. But I, I can't. I gotta imagine he's close. Yeah, and Conan. Conan was like one of the only guys that didn't go to WWE when he was trying to get in. Oh. Pritchard tells a funny story about that. Where he goes, they they were putting in word for K Dog, and he goes, I had no idea who K Dog was. <laughs> and then Conan called me, he goes, Why didn't you hire me? He goes, Yeah, they put in word for me. He goes, Oh wait, you're K Dog. <laughs> he had no idea Conan was K Dog. That's why he didn't get a job. <laughs> How fucked up is that? Pick your nicknames wisely, kids. Yeah. Okay, word of advice from your uncle Tony. Matt, what else we got? Uh. So we got a pay-per-view we're going to pick this week. Oh, boy, are we ever. Uh, Friday night, Ring of Honors, uh, Death Before Dishonor. Oh, great. Uh, I think there's like two matches announced. Wonderful. There'll be 15 by the time Saturday comes around. 
Uh, Claudio was supposed to wrestle Mark Briscoe for the title, but Mark Briscoe's hurt, so we got we're gonna find out who the new challenger is. Samoa Joe's wrestling either Dalton Castle or Shane Taylor, because uh, guess what, Tony? They had a tournament to decide, and, and this 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 right here is why I can't watch Ring of Honor. They held a tournament to decide who would face Samoa Joe at this pay per view. It was a four man tournament. Dalton Castle, Shane Taylor. Okay. We'll go with yeah. that. Former Ring of Honor TV champions, great talents. Yep. Sean Dean and Tony Nese. Hmm. I thought Tony Tony Nese was supposed to be like the premier athlete. Like he was this big signing that they were going to have. They could put him with Action Andretti for doing shit and fuck all. It's shit like this. A four-man tournament. Like you can't find two other ring of honor tv champions to be in it like well they're all busy with the owen hart tournament huh. another so your ring of honor women's champion lost but now she's going to defend the title against willow at the pay-per-view and she's going to wind up beating her gotta get that win back uh, i don't it's just it's for, oh and uh shibata's gonna defend his pure title against daniel garcia i like my sandwiches on shibata bread Ring of Honor, Tony Khan had the best of intentions in, in buying Ring of Honor to keep it alive, but he's clearly in over his head and clearly has way too much other shit going on. And Ring of Honor is not a feeder system. It will never be a feeder system. When you start having feeder guys in there, it's it's not Ring of Honor anymore. I would I would almost dare to say the same for WWE CW, but we all know that that's the only real ECW, right, Answer, Kevin? I mean, why did you do that? I got to see because I, 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 I'm working all weekend and I'm sure that I'm sure the show's going to be good. What are they going to, what are they dinging you for this pay-per-view? Probably $29.95. $29.95 by now. Is it really? 40 fucking bucks for, for a show where they have one and a half matches booked. Yeah, two matches books, three matches, sir. Two and a half. We don't know who Dalton yeah. Castle or Shane Taylor. I mean, is. it's a match, though. Match made in like heaven. Wrestling one of them. Yeah. Rough on the opposite end of the spectrum. Oh boy, uh, XPW. No, Triple Mania took place in Tijuana, and Vikingo defeated uh, defeated Kenny Omega to retain the title. But the fun happens after in the in the press oh, conference. Yeah. Where they're they're furthering the Don Callis to catch the story, when a fan in Mexico a fan fucking jumps fucking Don Callis and beats the shit out. Good fuck him, Don. Um, Don was Don was attacked from behind. <laughs> well, he uh, likes it, and he had his suit ripped. They uh, he busted open his mouth and uh, concussed his eardrum. How do you concuss your eardrum? I don't I know. He was trying to choke out Don from behind, apparently, the span. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In and out? Bro, I fucking lo I love it. I love it. Fucking kayfabe is, is not dead. No, <laughs> not in Mexico. This dude went and attacked fucking Don Callis during an, a post-match angle. Beautiful stuff. Good. Not good for, I mean, look, I, I don't want to see anybody getting fucked up, but it goes to show you, people take this shit seriously around the world. Yeah. 
crazy shit. Crazy shit. Is if you go back that- and listen, um, shit, what the hell is his name? Um, uh, Colonel Robert Parker's brother. What the fuck is his name? Bob the other, Fuller. yes, Fuller. yes. Uh, said when they used to work in the Bahamas, the crowds would get so violent. Every single show had the faces going over up and down the shows. <laughs> Because if a heel won, they'd fucking murder the heel. So every fucking baby face had to win every show. Could you imagine we picked fucking shows in the Bahamas? We'd all be fucking five-time undefeated pick champions. <laughs> well, except for Kevin, who would forget one show. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Kev. Love you, buddy. Um, I, a couple, couple sad sad bits of of information uh because i don't think we talked about it. a couple weeks ago draws passed away yeah we I didn't talk about, talk about it, yeah. it and then mantar mike halleck passed away on uh last week july 11th friend of the show uh, yeah former guest right yeah and i told kate when she went and met thunder rosa at the event with mantar just give the guy 20 bucks for a picture yeah let you think he the, died because Kate didn't get a fucking picture? No, of but I mean now he's gone, and she'll never be able to wear the the hell the mask, the big head. Oh yeah, oh Have yeah, a, a memento of her and Mantar. A Mantar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kevin's not here. I had to step up. I uh, I actually just I just watched the uh, the uh, Legends of Wrestling, you know that that old roundtable on worst characters. And Mantar was was Mick's like first number one pick for worst characters was Mantar. I mean, it was. I mean, let's be fair. It was a ter- It was terrible. What what was he supposed to be? A half man, half bull, half tar. Yeah. <laughs> half man. Oh my half god! Minute, it would have been a great nickname for. Minotaur. It would have been a great nickname for Eugene. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. (laughs) So he's (laughs) he Tony. He was Bruiser Mastino too. He's the leg break guy, right? Yeah, yeah. The dude with the bowler hat. No. Yeah, is he the one that jumped off the rope and broke his leg too? I thought that was Kareem. Oh, yep, you're right. That was Kareem. I was there for that. Bro, that fucking snap was so loud. When that fat bastard landed, dude, he pulled a sit. He jumped off the top and cracked, and that was it. Femur, uh, yeah, femur, wasn't it? Didn't he break his femur when he jumped? To Sid or? or No, Kareem. Kareem. No, uh, Sid was a tib-fib compound. Kareem was a femur. It was like like a fucking, I think it was like, it was like, no, wait, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a tib fib because Mickey Knuckles had the femur break, remember? Oh, and her no, f- her fucking leg was all floppy. No. Yeah, I don't really yeah, it was it was before she it was when she got signed to Impact. Like she went and worked in an Ian Rotten show, and she jumped off the top and broke her femur, and that was that. Oh, that's the is uh did that's you Moose see, Knuckle. I don't, I don't know if it's a new thing. It's making the rounds, but the dude, it's an IWA show. Of course, it the is. Dude tries to drop the elbow. He like climbs up, and he's like. He's on a ledge and he overshoots the table. Oh, that's old. That's old. That's old. Like a skinny looking kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's pretty yeah. old. That's making the rounds again today. You ever see the one that Jericho donated to when he was working in the backyard ring and he was on the ropes like this and when he turned around and jumped, both yes. knees went the other way? 
<laughs> that that fucker screamed, dude. That shit must have hurt like hell. Tony, let me ask you a question. Before sure. we wrap this song bitch up. Did you ever see the weird Bash at the Beach 94 footage, the Ron and Fez match? I have a feeling we talked about this recently. All right, so I watch Wrestling with Regret. I don't know if you're familiar uh, with Brian Zane. Uh, he actually did a recap of it, and he had mentioned that match happened. And I was like, whoa. And I went back and I found I only found a little bit of footage on YouTube. But yes, Fez wrestled in the tag match, and I think Ron was in his corner. Yeah, it was Molly McShane mm-hmm. with Ron Diaz. Yes. I guess at the time it was the Ron and Ron show. Yeah, it was Ron and Ron. Yeah, Fez was like their, one of their sidekicks. Yep. It was Molly McShane, and, and she was with Ron Diaz, and she took on the sassy boys, Fez Watley and Fast Eddie, and Ron was in their corner. Jimmy yep. Hart was the special guest referee. Yep. And that wild shit. That's like that's like some fucking like man cow Jimmy Hart shit. Didn't man cow wrestle Jimmy Hart on one of the pre shows to something? On the pay per view, fucking twice. It was Jimmy Hart though, right? Like yeah, he... it's Jimmy Hart and man cow, fucking miserable. You know, man, WCW was trying. They were trying no, to fucking. No, you know? no, Tony. I just watched it fucking all. They listen, listen. Like I know, I know a lot of people, like especially from our area, but like definitely DC and probably syndicated around to a bunch of cities. Like, Ron and Fez was a big show that ran pretty much side-by-side with O&A, like Opie and Anthony when they were on. Shows like Don and Mike. Like, there was this whole lineup in, like, the like the late 90s, early 2000s of all these shows. And the Ron and Fez show came out of the Ron and Ron show, which was, like, the biggest show in Orlando. It was Ron Diaz and Ron Bennington. And Fez Watley was kind of like their Mr. Leonard, like, one of those kind of sidekick guys that was on the show. And then, long story short, Ron and Ron had a big falling out. Uh, Ron left radio. Ron Bennington stood around. He took on Fez as his partner, and the rest, as they say, is history. And they're always involved with wrestling. Like Eastside Dave, like I'm sure you've probably maybe heard of him. He's got podcasts now. He's done a bunch of shit with wrestling. And Fez always did like a Nature Boy gimmick where he would cut a promo like Ric Flair every once in a while on the show. So well, they were. That, uh, who was it? Jeremy Borash. He was a Minnesota radio guy. Before he got brought into TNA, was he like a was he like one of those like wacky shows or shock jock shows or anything? Like I that? I don't have any. He wasn't on any radio that I listened to, so I can't give you any insight as to what he did on the radio. But he was a radio guy in Minnesota before it, uh, Russo ended up hiring him for for TNA. Bro, you yeah. gotta come do commentary, bro. You piece of shit. <laughs> Commentate, you piece of shit. <laughs> Bro, I never realized it. Like, I really see, like, my fucking widow's peak tonight. Holy shit. I think I might be losing more hair. Ah, man, it's looking good. No, it's really not, bro. Like, look at this. It looks like I could fucking put a slice of Kraft cheese over here and cover this area. You got to go back to that pomp, man. You got to get the pomp going again. Nah, I'm getting a haircut Saturday. I got to fucking clean it up. I don't know. Pomp it out, man. I don't know. Pump it out. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Pomp that shit. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. You see they're uh they're bringing old old Rick Steiner back to WrestleCon. Mm, yeah. Why so you could shit on some uh some 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 folks. Oh, boy. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Who How who did he have who did he have the incident with? Giselle, Giselle Shaw. Shaw. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Could you, be, could you be more fucking just not 
Like, why? He's a fucking 80s wrestler. You expect better? No. Why bring him back? I said, why he's would got, you? Because people got to make money. Like, Marty Skrull deserves to work, despite how despicable you think he is. Okay, like, look, it's, but it's not like, it's not some, it's fucking WrestleCon. It's not some fucking podunk show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It's WrestleCon. It's right. the center so let me ask you this. Weekend. Let me ask you this. I say to you, hey, want to go to WrestleCon? Yeah. I say, Scott Steiner's going to be there. Are you going to say, well, fuck that? Or are you going to go, who gives a fuck? Like, I, don't your... I don't have a problem with Scott Steiner. Oh, Rick Steiner. You know what I mean? Strike that. Reverse it. If I said, let's go to WrestleCon, and you said, Rick Steiner's there, are you going to say I'm not going? Like, Maybe. Really? Yeah, why am I going to pay? Because... He's I mean, getting, you, don't, you don't have to get an autograph from him. No, but you got to you got to pay to get into WrestleCon. Okay. And you don't think that's you don't you don't think that's part of the the deal where they they get to be there and they don't just make their they don't just make whatever autographs they sell. There's there's they probably get a cut of the door. It might uh, not be a lot, but if you're in the same room with the 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 big names. Hulk Hogan's there. You going or you're not going? We were there when the Hulkster was there. Brother. Yeah, but we didn't know. Did we? I don't think at that time. Okay. But now you know. 2023 WrestleCon. Are you going to are you going if the Hulkster's there? Yes. Okay, so it it it, it, it draws on whether enough time has passed. Well, I mean it's been a year. It has it's been less than a year. It's been like three months. Didn't he apologize? Not to her. I thought he did. Not, not in public. So the the he doesn't need to apologize in public uh, any stretch. And I think, uh, for me at least, for me, the bigger issue is so it happened. Everybody fucking everybody damned him, right? Everybody damned him. But who is reaching out to help, educate, change the mindset, help him progress? Nobody better. So like, but you can't do that, right? Somebody has to reach out and educate and help him. Everybody, everybody saying, well, fuck you. See you later. Doesn't help anything. That doesn't help anything. Nope. So, I mean, who is it that's stepping up and saying, you know what? Let me reach out. Let me talk to, let me talk to Rick. Let, let me see if I can help him in a, in a fashion. Let me see if I can educate him in a fashion. Let, let, let me see if I can help him a little bit with some forward thinking. Uh, but just saying, well, fuck you. He doesn't deserve shit. He doesn't need to, he doesn't deserve to work. Isn't it? That doesn't help anything. Or even just one of his boys going, bro, you know, times have changed. You can't say shit like that anymore. Right. You know, like somebody step up and help the guy out. Right. right. Look, I mean, that, that, that's kind of what it is. Like, Maybe he should have known better, but maybe he shouldn't, dude. He's a fucking wrestler. This is the way they talked in the eighties. This is the way we used Not to the talk. Eighties anymore, though. So yeah, but we understand that. Maybe he doesn't. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got time. You got to let time. It's been three months. It hasn't. It's not like this was last year. It's July. This was in April. Maybe he lost his job at the fucking school board and he needs That's fucking... his fucking problem. He should have been a fucking because he said a fucking shit. word. It's like seriously. He, now, what I mean, he didn't say a word. Well, yeah. he was aggressive and rude to somebody when he found out who she was and what she used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So she wasn't they, doing. She wasn't bothering him. Yeah. 
Unprovoked, uh, unnecessary bullshit. Well, maybe somebody poked the bear a little bit. Not saying it's right or yeah, justified. Probably one of his but... fucking jerk-off southern fucking wrestler buddies. It's probably Scott. <laughs> I can see that. Hey, you like that You like that chick over there? Yeah, man, she's kind of hot. Yeah, yeah, she used to be a dude. What? Fuck you. Fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. Well, see, and, like, the, the public aspect of it means absolutely fucking nothing. Like, no, but... she needs to, if he has a sit-down talks with Giselle, right, apologizes. He There needs to be some type of understanding and help, but condemning him and just saying, fuck you, that just that's trying to stomp hate with hate, and it doesn't work. This is the world we live in, HK. You know this. Look, I think it's a terrible... If you waited till two years from now to bring him back, you gotta you gotta give it some time. You gotta let it breathe. But okay, say it's two years and he hasn't said shit. Nobody's reached out to him. Nobody's helped him in any way. He comes back two years later. He's he's still the the hateful piece of shit. If he came out, you know, and talked to Giselle the following week, said, "Hey, I'm sorry." I'm trying to understand this better. I'm from a different time, whatever it is. And it's, they bury the hatchet. He's talking to people. He's gaining understanding, gaining perspective. And next month, some company says, hey, we're going to have Rick here. The public's going to reach out and go, fuck that. We're not doing it's Rick. You know what I mean? Like, help help the guy. Maybe somebody, did, maybe somebody did reach out to him. I hope somebody did. Yeah, but there's also people who just don't want to be around that. So then that, that's their prerogative. And people can change. Of course, people can change. Yeah. No. No. I just. But you know, we've we've scrubbed our archives of all the fucking pieces of shit. We're not having. There's there will never be a conversation where we're like let's have so and so back on because maybe he's changed. Yeah, but you're also talking about people who did physical things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's a yeah, bit of a difference. Yeah, but in this day and age, when when that that whole LGBTQ, LGBT, you'll get there. That whole community is constantly under attack. Oh. Like she's not doing anything. She's not bothering anybody, and he's over. Get a, get this dude away from me. You're a freak. Like this is unprovoked. I like how we're talking about Steiner's, and he said freak. Well, and I. And I don't think that nobody is nobody is condoning his acts or saying that he was in the right or anything like that. Right? He was wrong, and it was some horrible bullshit. So let's let's move past it. Let's try and help. Right? Let's try you, you and help. Can't, you can't. You can help, but your your reward. You're saying, "Here's a slap on the wrist. Come back, so I can make money." You'll current, make your money. Too. Current you'll time. Your money. You're you'll make your money too. Don't worry. It'll right. blow over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, none of us know if he's taking the steps, right? He no, could. He I, could. I, he could. It's a shit. It's just like fucking Eric Sims. As soon as Mantar died, he went and he was like promoting like he's going to sell all his autographs and shit that he has of Mantar. It's like shitty old school oh. wrestling promoter carny bullshit. Yeah. And I'm not even in the fucking business, and it makes me sick. These fucking gross, nasty people. Dude, go back to 9-11 when they were fucking selling all the statues of the World Trade Center on eBay like an hour later. Yeah, people are fucking gross, man. Yeah. Oh. It's gross. Get some help, people. Get some help. Real, Seriously. Real talk. real talk at the end of the Wizards, baby. And talk to, talk to Rick. See how he's doing. Don't talk to Rick. Tell him. No, talk to Rick. Talk to Rick. Help, a, Rick. help a brother out. 
Yeah. No, don't talk to Rick. Rick's a piece of shit. Let him wallow in his own misery. Wow. Yeah, fuck him. What if he had a cocaine problem, God damn it? Well, then we'll see him on Dark Side of the Ring Season 5. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's trying to get his shit together. Maybe this is going to keep him from having a fucking accident in Newfoundland. Come on now. I don't know yeah. if they're still doing those tours in Canada. Aren't Let's they? help Rick Steiner, people. Oh, I'm anti-Rick Steiner. Uh, and I, 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 there, there are few hills that I will die on. Killing hate with hate doesn't work, and that's a that's a hill I'm willing to die on. You you need to help somebody. You need to get have them get understanding. You need to have them present them with different perspectives. I, you you can't kill hate with hate. It doesn't work. It just breeds more hate. This is the same guy who would hold people down and jam a whole bunch of sharpies in their assholes in the nineties. Rick you Steiner. Did that? Oh, I thought you no. meant handsome Kevin. <laughs> I was like, what kind of fucking wrestling shows are you working on, dude? I told you that in confidence, bitch. Sunrise. <laughs> I completely forgot about the sharpies in the butthole. Holy cow! Yeah. I guess it's less cumbersome than a corn cob. Yeah, probably a little I'd more loving too. Corn cob. At least I know with a corn cob, it's just a corn cob. I don't need a sharpie cap falling off inside of me. Well, you don't do it cap for any. No, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you want you want it with cap out so you can pop it off and sign an autograph. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I fucking put it up there. I knew somebody would get it. You're not fucking XPW superstar Jasmine St. Clair. <laughs> or Needle Dick. Before, before we leave, let's see what the XPW show is all about on the Oh, 29th. please. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, Needle Dick is back. Tessa Blanchard has beaten up Alice Crowley and Becky Hate since debuting. Who will step up to her at XPW Presents? I hope you die. Somebody, somebody should talk to Rob Black. Just talk to him. Yeah. Oh, they have a TikTok. That man needs some talk. TikTok talk. TikTok. 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 Uh, let's see. Sexy Eddie will be there. Oh he's fuck yeah. With, uh, he's friends with uh, fucking Angry Bob, the animal. Bob Anger. Sexy the master Eddie Bob Anger. Oh, four-way death match. Here we go. This is what we signed up for, people. Sexy Eddie, Madman Pondo, The Green Phantom, and Shadow WX. Yes, that Shadow WX from, like, Big Japan death matches 20 years ago. I can't believe Madman Pondo is still working. I bought a wrestling injuries tape off a of fucking ebay like in the early 90s from some dude in canada and it was like madman pondo like getting his fucking like triceps sliced open with a pair of scissors it was the grossest shit i ever seen got lou dixon versus eric dillinger lou dick see what the uh see how the ticket what's the tickets price is still at here what 20 and 30 for ringside Let's see here. Oh, well, don't make it smaller. Make it bigger, my man. Whoa, That's too big. what she said. Ooh. Ooh. Bro. Bro. Section B, row two, seat one, $65. Who's paying $65 to see this? Oh, what's GA? Hold on. What's GA? General admission. Yeah, that's what it stands no for. No shit, asshole. <laughs> what oh, is know. it? <laughs> that's like when you just pay and you get in and you stand oh, somewhere. Oh, no, Tony, 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 Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. It's it feels good. $55 for general admission. Bro. 55 bucks. I might. You know what? Fuck this whole when, when wizards collide thing. I'm just going to buy Matt and Kevin tickets to this <laughs> fucking abomination. Oh, balcony. Standing room only. 50 bucks. That's fucked. 
That's so ridiculous. So well, then he wonders why he gets 20 people there. We're so doing an XPW show in the in the fall winter. No, I don't want to die, dude. York night, go to the Hart Ballroom. I want to go there for Quinceanera. Yeah, Quinceanera. I don't want to go there for a see you later. No. Come on, Schlack versus the Body, Cologne versus Mega Butcher, Arrow Boy versus Lucky Thirteen. I can't believe Necro Butcher came out of retirement for this shit. Uh, Mega Butcher, Tony. Whatever. Streamxpw.com. What's the, what's the streaming service called? We got to be able to get a bootleg stream of this somewhere. I got twenty I gotta bucks for the stream, bro. You you want to do a stream night in the fucking Discord? Oh my god! If I'm not working on July 29th at 8 p.m., a hundred fucking percent. God damn! That hundred percent. That'd be a massive watch along for the ages. Holy shnikes! Well, wow, this has been a lot of fun. Next week we got a huge show line. What's up? HK looks like you're perplexed. No, I was just checking. Uh if I don't have a show, I have to double check if I'm on the road on the 29th or not. But if I don't have a show on the 29th, I, I'm I'm in. Fuck yeah. Just for just just to watch. See what kind of nonsense. Next week, guys, you don't want to tune you want to tune in early, especially if you're an old school wrestling fan. ECW's own Todd Gordon. He's got a brand new book coming out. Todd is God. He's joining us next week uh, early. I think it's like 7 o'clock he was available. So we're going to get Todd on. His book drops on the 25th. So this will be like the, right on the cusp. This interview is going to sell you on this. And Todd was involved in ECW from the beginning. If you remember the mass WCW Exodus, Exodus uh, he, was, he was named the Mole. When everybody went, uh, Jericho, Benoit, Malenko, Guerrero. So I'm sure he's got some great stories there, great Paul Heyman stories. Uh, so please join us next week for that live at uh, you know 6:45, 6:50. We jump on the YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The Shining Wizards at Wizards Podcast on all forms of social media. Be sure to follow. Uh, patreon.com slash wizards podcast you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month we're also doing pwi rankings next week uh from october 1987 first october 1997 uh will it be the the wwf will it be wcw will it be will the overall we'll have to wait and see AJG's back next week we're at full force uh, special thanks to mike Peterson and our brand new champion christian rocco can you beat that uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Until then, don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. Good night, Diana. Hornets! <laughs> Am I really calling this fucking episode Hornets? Yes, you are, sir. Yes, you are.